The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Huge hurricane bearing down on the Carolinas right now. It looks like it's taking aim at uh, Wilmington, down to Charleston, that area there, uh, somewhere in between. And it's been downgraded now to a Category 2, but that doesn't mean everybody's fine. Just stay home because uh, they're predicting up to 40 inches of rain in 24 to 48 hours. That's, That's a ton. Uh, so we'll be following that during the course of the day. The outer bands are apparently uh, making it to shore right now. Also, uh, <clears throat> President Trump talking about uh, the Puerto Rico revised death count, and people are not happy about it. Uh, in fact, they're they're quite pissed. Uh, but does he have a point? We'll get into that a little bit, too. Uh, Beto was on Stephen Colbert last night. Spewing his uh, BS, his socialism, his big plans to turn Texas and the United States of America socialist. He didn't put it that way, but that's what it is. No, that's not his campaign slogan? No, I wish it were. I wish he'd be honest enough to just say it. And then we could, we'll choose between the two. Also, a socialist leads the polls in the Florida governor's race, which is awesome. Man, <laughs> what is happening to us? What's happening to us? Now, I'll tell you what's happening. One, one of the things that's happening is people are too stinking nosy. How many times have I talked about how much I hate grocery store checkout conversations? Quite a few, right? I think you hate pretty much every conversation. <laughs> yes, I think you. You, you know, if you were to generalize it, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> I mean, I could cite examples, but, but continue. But I, I especially hate when I'm... Checking things out at the grocery store, and the clerk starts talking to me about my purchases. Oh, no. None of your stinking business. So yesterday, my wife's out of town, so I'm in a bad mood to start with. So I go to the grocery store, and I I get a steak, a bag of lettuce, and strawberries. And I bring them to the checkout stand. Wow. First thing the kid says to me. No. And I hate this question, because... Really? Are you interested? I, don't, you don't have to do this, okay? <laughs> I don't. I don't want to do the dumb back and forth banter. I've happy got talk. no interest in happy talk with you. <laughs> so, how's your day going so far? I, I don't want to talk to you about my day. Okay, it's fine. Hmm, that's a nice piece of meat you got there. First of all, I thought I, 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 I was a little shaken up because I thought he was talking specifically about me. Uh, but uh, then I realized he's talking about the steak I brought to the oh, checkout stand. Oh, yeah. I'd forgotten the context. I'm so right. glad you cleared that up right. with your. So I'm like, uh, okay, <laughs> yeah, I'm going. I'm going to go back to the meat section when my shift is over. Uh, okay, <laughs> and I care about that. Why? So you're going to have uh, some salad with your steak tonight? Wow. I don't want to discuss my menu. With you! You're going to put some salt, pepper, maybe a little olive oil on it? 
What? I really don't want to discuss my recipes with you either. I really, like, I don't know, something like that. Yeah. He's still not getting, I don't want to talk to you. (laughs) You got some plans for dessert? Shut up! (laughs) Unbelievable. But wait. Unbelievable. Wait a second, though. Mm -hmm. There's a bigger question here. Mm Mm-hmm. Did you uh, did you use eight six seven five three zero nine? I did discount. Yes, of course uh, yes, I did. Yes, you yes, had a I victory. Did. Yeah, because the steak was like eighty three dollars without it, but with my eight six seven five three zero nine code, uh-huh, yeah. it was nine dollars fifty three cents. Quite a discount. <laughs> it's a great discount. Uh, I mean, all you had to do was yep. suffer through some. All I had to do was remember Tommy Two Tone song, and I'm fine. And, but but yes, I I had to suffer through the uh, Mr. Mr. Nosy asking oh, about your good meat. Gosh, and leave oil. me alone. Look, my regiment, you you don't even begin to understand <laughs> my regime every day. Um unless you read the article about Mark Marky Mark Wahlberg yesterday. Uh and then you realize and then if you know my uh, routine is I mean I thought I thought he actually stole my schedule from me when I read Whoa, what's happening Mark now? Wahlberg's regime. <laughs> Okay. You know, as he, uh, he's he got an upcoming movie. It might even be out already. Mile 22 or something. Okay, yeah. You heard about it? Mm-mm. I don't so they're that. talking to him about what he does every day. What's a day in the life of Mark Wahlberg like? And I thought I was looking at my own schedule. Huh. Uh, so Mark Wahlberg, to stay in shape, gets up at uh, 2.30 in the morning. 2.30 a.m. wake up. 2.30, wow. I, I thought, just that's the same time I get up every day. Uh, f- at 2.45... What? It's prayer time for the next half hour. So similar. It's the same thing. Huh. 3.15 breakfast. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and then from 3.40 to 5.15 is his first early workout. Well, my mine goes a little bit longer than that, but I'm not going to, you know, I'm a little more experienced than Mark is. I realize a little <laughs> older. It takes me a little more time. And so much more So I, I go from to 5.30, maybe quarter to 6 okay. uh, from time to time. So it's wow. about two hours as opposed to 95 minutes like his. Okay. Uh, from 5.30 a.m., uh, 5.30 a.m., he does the post-workout meal. At 6 <laughs> o'clock, takes a shower. 7.30 is golf for half an hour. Then he has a snack. Uh, oh, he has a snack while he golfs. So he golfs for about an hour and a half. But you, okay, so you got it confused because you typically snack after golf. That's right. He's right. snacking during golf. Okay. Yep. Um, at 9.30, he hits the cryo chamber for recovery. <laughs> I I love me my cryo chamber. Really? You know, because, yeah, it's at about 285 below zero. Wow. And I'm in it for about 15, 20 minutes. See, I, I could take it a little bit longer than most people can. This may be an awkward question, mm-hmm. but like, where does one in their household, where, where do you put your cryo chamber? Like, what room uh, it's, is it it's in? It's in my master bedroom. Um, huh. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Weird. Um, at 1030, he has another snack. Because, you know, I mean, he's a workout animal well, like, yeah, I mean, like me. He's a furnace, you know. He's you, you've got to continually feed burning, the furnace. Burning through the calories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At 11 o'clock, he takes some time for family, some meetings, some work calls. Of course, by 11 a.m., I'm here actually working. So oh, it's a little so bit different. So this is where kind of like the schedule kind of We diverge, diverge a little bit. That's yeah. when I realized, <laughs> oh, okay, he didn't just copy my schedule. 
Because um, heretofore, you're, you're, you're thinking, <laughs> this is plagiarism. Thinking, this is the same thing. I mean, he if has it wasn't stolen for the, my schedule. And you're probably thinking, look, cute little move there, Marky mm-hmm. Mark, with your little, oh, I snacked during golf. But oh, I know, you ripped off my schedule. But you're not fooling anybody. Uh, 1 p.m., he does, he does lunch. Uh, then at 2, there's some more meetings and work calls. By 2 o'clock, I'm getting off the air. Sure. So that's, you know, a little bit, we diverge there. A little bit. Uh, at three o'clock, he picks up the kids from school, which of course I don't have kids in school anymore to pick up. So I, I'm already working out by that time. That's my, that's my midday workout. It's your midday workout. Or midday workout oh, at three, okay. uh, three 30 is the snack workout. Number two comes for him at four. Uh, then five, he does another shower. Then it's dinner and family time at five 30. He's in bed by seven 30 at night. Huh? <laughs> That is amazing. Is that an amazing schedule? 47-year-old man, and this is his regimen every day? And there's not vodka time no. on that schedule? No vodka time. Any sports Mm-mm. watching? Nope. Hmm. Pretty amazing. You think he mows his own yard? Because you got to work that in somewhere in the schedule. Yeah, you have to. Sure, Mark Wahlberg you have to. mows his own lawn still. He says, I start out with steel oats. Blueberries and peanut butter for breakfast. Then I have a protein shake, three turkey burgers, five pieces of sweet potato at about 5.30 in the morning. Delicious! What a delicious breakfast that is. Also man. known as a snack for Jeffy. Uh-huh. At 8 o'clock, I have about 10 turkey meatballs. <laughs> about 10. <laughs> at 10.30, I have a grilled chicken salad with two hard-boiled eggs, olives, avocado, cucumber, tomato, lettuce. You know I'm not doing... That's again. That's a little divergent area because I don't do the olives, avocado, cucumber, tomato, sure. lettuce as we know. He's, I substitute, however, uh, field of greens. Less obvious, right? He's that's what he's. Off. It might just be that. Mm-hmm. At one o'clock, he has a New York steak with green peppers every day. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> at three thirty, another grilled chicken with bok choy. Then he has a beautiful piece of halibut or cod or sea bass with some vegetables, oh. maybe some sautéed potatoes and bok choy. He's probably cooking it himself. He's just <laughs> in there he, with the I'll f- bet he is. frying pan. I'll bet he is. Or, well, maybe he's got a chef. He's Mark Wahlberg, right? Well, maybe? No. Wait. Do you remember this Hollywood? guy from, from his music career? Yeah. I, I've, I think people have forgotten. You know, new kids this on was the block. Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch guy. Right? <laughs> Just saying that phrase. This is Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Mm-hmm. And now we're paying attention to his daily workout routine and his eat eating schedule and where he fits in family time. Kind of amazing. <laughs> uh, I, I just, you know, you forget... And I don't think he was actually in the New Kids on the Block. I think that's what, his really? little brother. Yeah, oh, I think it's a, did I screw that up? I think oh, it's his brother. I'm so sorry. I yeah, it's Donnie name. Wahlberg was the was the. They mo- weren't both in there. No. Oh, that's my. No, bad. he was with the Funky Bunch, man. Well, you yeah, can't be in the was... Funky Bunch and New Kids on the Block. But no, that was later, though. I don't know, but I think you're probably right. I mean, uh, I think I probably Where is Sarah am. Sullivan when you need her. She can answer this question in a nanosecond. Sarah, is she why is she a Marky Mark fan? Oh, and and oh, New really? Kids, yeah, really, that's, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's a New Kids on the Block fan. Oh boy, I'm dead now. Oh, don't don't is, tell her about this segment, yo. That's just stinking sad. Mm-hmm. That's just sad. <laughs> what was the uh, what was the Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch hit? Yeah, um, you're right. He I'm wasn't in that. Sorry. Right, right, right. See, oh, it was Good Vibrations. Yeah, 
good vibrations, but not yeah, not Come the on. Beach Boys' good vibrations, but no. it was it was his. Yeah, not the good good good, which was good vibe. sorry. Uh, some would say a better song. Oh, some <laughs> yes. And the most expensive ever produced, by the way, in 1965. Really? Yeah, yeah. A lot of people probably don't. That's remember a fun that fact. Isn't that a fun fact? Huh. Okay. Now what, when Full you, of fun facts. But hold on. When you're working out, mm-hmm. when you're doing the Mark Wahlberg, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. Mark Wahlberg does your routine. Right. When you're doing the Pat mm-hmm. Gray um, regimen mm-hmm. and you're working out, what kind of music do you listen to as you're pumping the iron there, Pat? Mostly like 50 Cent, you know, some 50, some uh, Jay-Z from time to time. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hum me a bar. Yeah. Oh, I, you know, it's too, it's too naughty. Uh, to actually, <laughs> the music is just you know you know you don't want to bring it to a family show. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, losing weight and keeping it off could be a struggle if you don't have my routine. You know that, right? But of course, you know you see this chiseled body, and some people become a little bit uh, I don't know envious, ashamed. <laughs> you don't have to be. Uh, if you're having a hard time losing weight and keeping it off, try Riduzone. With proper nutrition, diet, and exercise, Riduzone can help you lose weight. And more importantly, help you keep those pounds off permanently. Uh, Riduzone is a safe and natural, which is really important to me, FDA-acknowledged dietary supplement. I only eat natural, only put natural into my body. That sounds silly, but actually... As I've gotten older, it's become more true because my wife has kind of forced that on me. And now I kind of subscribe to it. But uh, Riduzone took the good stuff out of olive oil, uh, the OEA. And that's been shown to boost your metabolism and to help control your appetite. So if you've hit the age where it's really tough and you can't find anything that just gets you over that edge, try Riduzone today. It's R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com. Riduzone.com. When you enter the promo code PAT... You'll get 30% off a three-month supply. Riduzone.com. Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here. Hey, tomorrow, don't forget, hour number two, more on trivia is back for its second consecutive week. Yeah, it is. What's our game tomorrow? Giants, New York Giants at the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, so there's going to be some fun convenience store clerks to talk to, I'm sure. (laughs) Uh, Tomorrow, more on trivia. Don't forget it. Uh, Top of hour two is when it begins. Uh, 888-900-3393. And, of course, uh, also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Beto O'Rourke was on Stephen Colbert's Colbert's, uh, show last night. And uh, I don't know. This guy is... He's he's trying to turn Texas socialist. Uh, He's promoting most of the same things, if not all of the same things, that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is. And... The audience, you know, Colbert's audience, of course, ate it all up. These are not Texas residents, though. So I don't know what you're so excited about. Uh, This is our problem, not yours. But 
here's some of what he had to say last night. We, we don't need a wall. Um, we don't I need a wall. The, we don't need a wall. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> El Paso, this town that, that I was born and raised in, where uh-huh. Amy and I are raising Ulysses and, and Molly and Henry, mm-hmm. happens to be one of, if not the safest cities in the United <laughs> States of America. Oh, my. Good gosh, that's a ridiculous statement. El Paso is one of, if not the safest city in America? It's 13th in Texas. It's just a flat-out lie. It's the 13th safest city in Texas. It's not one of the safest cities in America. Plus, just on the other side of the border is one of the most violent, dangerous places on Earth that has the 20th highest murder rate on Earth, you don't need a wall to separate you from that. Yeah. Be- okay. Good Be- luck. Beto considers the other side of that uh, border part of his district as well. Yeah. yeah oh, he, he does. He has said that I feel like I represent the people on that side as well. Mm, do you know? Has he actually yeah. said that? Yeah, it's an old article. I'll find it. Oh, yep. we got to find that. Yes, sir. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. So Juarez is basically a sister city to El Paso. I mean, they're just they're. A lot of people who live in Juarez go to school in El Paso, and they just let them cross the border and go to school there, and they just put up with it, and they just do it. Um, so that's got to feel pretty good. Not playing, not paying any taxes, <clears throat> not contributing to your economy, but you're paying for them. Uh, okay, yeah, that's fair. Why not? Sure. Um, but for him to claim El Paso as the safest city in America is ridiculous. And what makes us so safe is that we are a city of immigrants and we treat one another that's, with respect that's and not dignity. What makes I think that's safe. fundamental to security, to success. Okay. To- so the key to safety is to have a lot of immigrants in your town? <laughs> really? What, what does that say about Americans? So if you... If you're a city filled with just Americans uh, who are Native Americans are, or were born in this country, that's going to be a dangerous city as opposed to a city of immigrants. Wow, that's interesting. That's, uh, that's a fascinating it's a thought process. Do you want to see the dreamers protected? Absolutely. Well, of Chuck Schumer was willing to trade President Trump uh, the wall for the DREAM Act. Would you take that deal? No, I, I wouldn't. And I, and I think the people of Texas can lead on this. I'll give you an example. Uh, Republican senior Senator John Cornyn and I worked on a bill to improve border security by investing in our ports of entry. So facilitating more legitimate trade and ta- travel and having a better idea of who and what is coming in to our country. We, we don't need walls. We can have smart security solutions and we can free mm. dreamers from the fear of deportation by making them U.S. citizens today so that they can contribute to their maximum capacity, to their, yeah, to their we, full potential. No. Um, and, and we can no. move forward in, in that manner of making sure that we're secure, but making sure that we live up to our values and our ideals. And Texas, the, the defining border wow. state and immigration experience, we should lead on that. Uh, we're going to be defined by our ambitions. The big things that we want to do, going from the least insured state in the country to the one that leads on universal, guaranteed, high-quality health care for everyone. Oh, wow. A state that values mm-hmm. public education and pays their teachers mm-hmm. accordingly and allows them to teach to a child instead of a standardized test. And this... Okay. 
this diverse mm -hmm. state, the most diverse city in the country, Houston, Texas, could we lead on rewriting our immigration laws in our own image, reflecting our experiences? We can do all of those things. We, we are running wow, not we against can. anyone or anything mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. any other political party. We are running for this country. And okay. It's the, it's the rhetoric of socialism. That's what it is. And when they're pressed on their socialist policies, their only answer is, we're, we can do all of it. We can, we can do everything. We can do absolutely every single thing. We can pay for everybody's health care. Everybody has free health care. And we can pay for everybody's education. Everybody's got free education. And we can guarantee you a job at a certain wage. And we also are going to guarantee housing. Because, of course, in the richest nation on earth, you gotta be you got to be able to have a place to live. You can't just be on the street. Well, how are we going to pay for that? Oh, please. This is the richest nation on earth. It's the United States of America. We can do anything. We can pay for it all. We can have it all. We can do it all. We can be everything to everyone. And we can allow everybody who wants to come into this country, legally or not, go ahead and come into this country. We don't need a wall. Just come on in. We don't need to know who you are. It doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. What a recipe for national suicide. That's what Beto is proposing. Just national suicide. That's what Alexandria Cortez is proposing. It's what Beto O'Rourke is, is proposing. It's what uh, this Gillum in Florida is proposing. Everybody, all these socialists just want us to become Venezuela. And if you say Venezuela, that's, of course, preposterous because, oh, what an extreme example. That's what happens. That's what happens when the government gets so large, it can no longer sustain itself or its people. It collapses. Venezuela is seeking help from China now because they're like-minded. It's a communist government. Um, they'll, they'll bail us out. We'll see. I, I tend to doubt that China is going to bail out Venezuela, but, you know, they're, they're making the appeal anyway. 888 um, 900 Also, Willie Nelson is going to headline an Austin concert in support of Beto O'Rourke. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? That's great. Legendary musician and Texan, Willie Nelson will be headlining a concert and rally supporting... Beto O'Rourke. It's a fir country singer's first public concert held in support of a political candidate, according to a spokesman. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Mm. Look at Beto is on the screen playing guitar with Willie Nelson. Oh, boy. Look at those two enjoying each other's company. Uh, isn't that wonderful? It's cute. Mm -hmm. And Beto, of course, is, as you know, quite the guitarist. Quite. Um, here's a little, little example, a little sample of his oh, incredible talent. Tremendous. Listen to that. <laughs> it's dreadful. <laughs> dreadful. Why? Oh, man. Uh, so, Willie said, My wife Annie and I have met and spoken with Beto, and we share his concern for the direction things are headed. Uh, Beto embodies what is special about Texas, an energy and an integrity that is completely genuine. O'Rourke previously 
appeared with Nelson as a guest at the Singers 2018 July 4th picnic. Concert will be held from 8 to 11 Saturday, September 29th at uh, Auditorium Shores on Ladybird Ladybird Lake in Austin, Texas. Isn't that fantastic? Hmm. We going? Is this a road trip? Oh, are you kidding me? Are you would waiting you, for me to invite you? Or? Would you miss that? Not on your life would I miss that extravaganza. Oh, I'd miss it. I'd always, I'd always, I don't remember what it was that led me to believe that Willie Nelson wasn't, you know, conservative. That oh, Willie Nelson always, was liberal. He's, he's always been right. Left. Yeah, he's a, and he's a he, he he's been convicted of tax evasion. So you're going to get this <laughs> tax evader and this uh, former jailbird. From his youth, DWI charges and whatever else put him in jail together for the first time in concert. That's great. <laughs> That's awesome. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Is this the um, so? Is this the interview where Beto no, says that's not the quote I'm looking for? What you have in front of you? I'm still trying to find where I read a long time ago about something well, that that he might have said that he so, considered himself mm-hmm. a representative of Juarez as too. well as El Paso, where his congressional district mm-hmm. is, like. Oh, almost to the, if I find the quote, it, it was something along the lines of, you know, I feel like my <clears throat> district stretches across the border into Juarez. And he obviously has a big love for that town and its people. So I guess they deserve representation in Washington, D.C. <laughs> so make it so. Yeah. Um, hmm. Problem with that is we have, what is it called? Oh, a constitution. That's what it is. And uh, <laughs> Do we? Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, we do. Uh-huh. Nobody's paying any attention to it, but we do actually. So, uh, but I mean, why worry about something as trivial as a constitution? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like worrying about border laws. They're ridiculous. <laughs> uh, Rick in Missouri, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hi, Pat. Hey. Hi, Pat. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to say people don't understand how porous our borders are. Okay. Mm-hmm. Especially in Texas. To give you an idea. I own property in Texas. Okay, now, yes, I'm in Missouri. This was, this was property that uh, has been in my family for generations. You go to Laredo, hang a left, drive for about an hour, you hit my dad's hometown. Okay, mm-hmm. so our property is right outside of that. Our back fence is probably about five miles from the border and inland, of course. And at night, from horizon to horizon, all you see is headlights from the U.S. coyotes bringing in the illegals. And the question is, well, gee, if all you have to do is swim across a river or wade across a a river and it's so porous, which Mm -hmm. it's like pouring salt out of a shaker. It honestly is, okay? Uh, If if it's so easy to cross, why is this 
business so prolific. And it's because the people, once they cross, they got to spend more money or commit themselves to more money to get north. They're trying to get to, they're, well, they're not trying to get to Laredo. They're trying to, you know, they're, they're trying to get to Waco. They're trying to get to San Antonio. They're trying to get mm-hmm. to Dallas. They're trying to get to Chicago. They're trying to get to St. Louis, Omaha, anywhere in Wisconsin, anywhere in Illinois. Yeah. This is where they're all trying to get to. And when you look at the areas where they're most predominantly trying to get to, they're bastions of basically the Democratic Party, i.e., I get free stuff. And people don't understand how majorly important it is that we defend our borders. Because I'm, oh. I'll be honest with you, I'm in my 60s. I've been seeing this since I was 10. Okay, people mm-hmm. walking across the border, walking across my family's property. And way back when, it was a thing of, okay, why are they crossing for a better life? But they were crossing back then in droves. Mm-hmm. And it hasn't stopped. It's only gotten worse, and at least back then, we knew where they were coming from, which was basically Mexico. Now you don't have a clue. Right. You don't have a clue. We are, in, we are in trouble, and people just don't understand that if you live in a state other than, what, New Mexico, California, Texas, Arizona, yep. you, know, you don't understand it. Yeah, not, not like the border state people do. That's, that's for sure. Thanks for the call, Rick. It, it's... Uh... It's true. I mean, it is. It's a critical issue. And we don't pay nearly enough attention to it. And the the opposite seems to be the order of the day now. You can't even you can't even call illegal aliens illegal aliens on Twitter apparently. They're they're blocking the phrase illegal aliens now on Twitter because it's hate speech. In the on the federal the federal government um, has started down that road as well with Democrats. I mean, Democrats are already yeah. You, nobody is illegal. You you can't call. Uh, it's insensitive to refer to people as illegal aliens. Well, that's what they are. You, you they they're not immigrants who illegal illegally enter the uh, country because an immigrant is somebody who came here legally. So it doesn't really fit the definition. And of course, of course, uh, Twitter makes its own laws. They can do whatever they want. Um, but apparently they're now blocking people from promoting any messages with the phrase. And the moderators on Twitter consider it hate speech. Twitter is not allowing us to promote any tweets, including the phrase illegal aliens, citing it as hateful content, according to the Center for Immigration Studies. However, illegal aliens has been used in both federal and, uh, law and by the Supreme Court. Now, Twitter doesn't care, though. No, 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 no. We've reviewed, uh, they said, they told the uh, setter, we've reviewed your tweets and confirmed that it is ineligible to participate in the Twitter ads program at this time based on your hateful content policy, on our hateful content policy. Violating content include, but it's not limited to, that which is hate speech or advocacy against a protected group. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, it's, it's agonizing. And all these social media are just uh, filled with people who believe these kinds of things. Did you see the, the Google speech that was done right after the election by Sergey Brin? Sergey Brin is one of the co-founders of Google. 
And I guess Google gets together every Friday for a TGIF get-together and and company speech. And so... Oh, no. Yeah, Sergey uh, was talking about how it wasn't the happiest of days. It's the first <laughs> Friday after the election. I know this is probably not the most joyous uh, TGIF we have had. Uh, mm-hmm. Um... um and, uh, and, you know, let's uh, face it, most mm-hmm. uh, people hey. here are uh, yeah. pretty upset and pretty sad for mm-hmm. you uh, uh. because of the election. Oh, boy. Wow. Um, but there's really? another group, a mm-hmm. uh, small group that we should also think about who are okay. very excited about the legalization of pot. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> uh, How wonderful. Uh, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, Anyway, on a more uh, serious note, you know, myself, um, mm-hmm. uh, as oh. an immigrant and a refugee, okay. um, I'm, I certainly find this election uh, deeply offensive, and mm. I know many mm-hmm. of you do, too. Do you have any employees that maybe voted for Donald Trump that you're completely discounting there? Or do you make sure that you don't hire any conservatives at Google? I mean, that's, to me, that's fascinating. And that's one of the more important aspects of that. His own company should have people who voted for Trump. And to completely dismiss them in this speech to his company uh, seems uh, reckless, Hmm. insensitive at least. Definitely not an inclusive environment to work in. No. And, And of course, you know, Google always denies... There's no bias at Google. What are you talking... Bias at Google? There's their company co-founder admitting that they all uh, were in love with Hillary Clinton, wanted Hillary Clinton to win the election by their own admission. I mean, you, you can't hide this stuff. It always comes out. And somebody just leaked this video. Maybe some employee who was a little pissed off that... Uh, they completely discounted their feelings. I don't know. But then you get to Tim Allen. One of the few bright spots uh, on the Hollywood landscape. Tim Allen has a message for anybody on the fence about watching the uh, revival of his sitcom Last Man Standing this fall. Uh, His message is, who cares what I think? (laughs) I, I actually do. I actually care what Tim Allen Thanks, because he's one of the few people that most human beings like us can relate to. Fox rescued Allen's family comedy after ABC axed it last year, and it's landed in a post-Roseanne discussion over the actor's politics at a time when Trump-supporting entertainers are considered divisive. Allen uh, famously compared being a Republican in Hollywood to 1930s Germany. And I think that was just last year, year before. Uh, he said he prefer viewers just focus on his show which chronicles the life of a republicanish fishing store owner mike baxter and his wife uh who is played by nancy travis and their three kids at a press junket earlier this month the actor dodged any questions that touched on his political views preferring to note his character was a centrist and that his stand-up comedy mocks both sides yeah the guy wants to (laughs) He wants to continue to work. And he wants people to like his show. So it's pretty smart not to piss off everybody who hates Trump. And that's what he said. Do I want somebody who 
absolutely hates Donald Trump to look at my show and think, yeah, it's too pro-Trump, I can't watch that. Well, no, that, that's not what you want. But uh, he did talk about what a great job uh, Trump has been doing. That, uh, um, I mean, it gives you, it shows you that the guy is pretty conservative, especially by Hollywood standards. I mean, nobody talks like Tim Allen in Hollywood. Very few people. And very few people are as open about it as he has been over the years. And he said, look at the economy. I mean, the economy has been great. As proven, again, by uh, middle-class income, which hit its highest level ever. Well, yeah, this is just a continuation of the Obama economy. As oh, that's right. That's right. I almost forgot about dear that. dear leader himself. I almost forgot about that. Just a continuation. Of, of course, um, the bad economic debacle in 2009, 10, and 11 was just a continuation of Bush. In fact, it went into 12, 13, and 14. And now this is just a continuation of his good policies. Mm. So he got no blame for what happened uh, with the bailouts and all of the things and the, uh, the um, what did we call that? The trillion dollar uh, uh, stimulus? stimulus package. Mm-hmm. And now that things have turned around finally and the job numbers are way down from his administration, now those are still his. Well, those were shovel-ready jobs too. Let's not forget. Oh, no, they weren't. Remember, no, because shovel-ready wasn't as shovel-ready as we thought. thought. Mm-hmm. So so the median U.S. household uh, income last year was $61,372, meaning half of the families in the country brought in more than that and half earned less. And that's the first time median income has ever hit $61,000. That's That's... Awesome. And we were told, we've been told by all these socialists who are popping up all over the political landscape that the middle class is gone. It doesn't exist. The middle class is dead. There's no such thing as a middle class or an upper middle class. There's just poor and then billionaires. Two Americas. Yeah. That was what uh, John Edwards told us about, if you recall. Boy, I miss him. What's he? What do you think he's doing? John Edwards? Yeah. Um, hiding still? Cause, Co- combing his hair? Yeah. What's uh, he... Uh, I think he's. Uh, I think he's too ashamed to ever show his face again. Really? Yeah, I think so. Okay, I want to see. Be. He, should be anyway. Yeah. Let's see. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, let me tell you about something you may not be totally aware of. Um, it's home title and mortgage fraud. This is something that is starting to explode in America. People can take your title. Because it's available online, they just do a search, they find it within a few minutes, they transfer it to a state quit title deed, and then they just forge your signature, and all of a sudden, they own your house. And now with that ownership, they can go to another bank and take out a loan against your equity. Sometimes that could be you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars if you've got a lot of equity in your home. And then you'll start getting letters from that bank. Hey, you haven't been making any of your payments. Well, yeah, I didn't take out a loan. Yeah, some identity thief did that for you. So it's home title fraud. FBI says it's one of our fastest growing crimes. It's really easy to borrow equity to to take your your title 
and then borrow equity and leave you in debt. Or even, they could even sell your home out from under you. It's frightening. There's no bank, there's no identity theft program that can help you with this. So do what I did, sign up for Home Title Lock. For just pennies a day, Home Title Lock can put a barrier around your home's title and mortgage, like they did mine. The instant they detect any tampering, they're on it to help shut it down. Find out if you're already a victim of of title fraud. Get your $100 search free with the sign-up at HomeTitleLock.com. It's HomeTitleLock.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray Unleashed. Hello. 888 And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, from Kim Lewandowski. Please keep playing Robert Francis's solo. Maybe it'll kill the hordes of box elder bugs that have taken over our porch. Oh, no. Uh, from Toby McAvoy. Uh, one of Beto's campaign promises should be an untuned guitar in every living room. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, For Mike, of course these socialists don't care about their policies and bankrupting the government. By the time we reach that point, they'll have either made their fortune already or they'll be dead and gone. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Anybody see the the Weinstein video, the Harvey Weinstein video involving one of the victims that says she was raped by Harvey Weinstein? Uh, Melissa Thompson shared some footage with uh, Sky News. She was in a pitch meeting with Weinstein in 2011. She was uh, just 28 at the time. And this clip shows him rubbing her shoulders. Uh, She describes how he would uh, touch her, move up her dress. He calls her hot. Uh, Take a look. Here's what happened. And then, you know, you can sign me up, tell your boss. And so he's going from almost pulling a trigger on using this platform to then he would put his hand up under the table, up my dress. I was trying to save face a bit. At first, I was trying to kind of manage the situation. There was a combination of confidence and and naivety. Data's so hot, right? What's that? Data's so hot. It is hot. (laughs) So another thing I was thinking is, um, Sarah, mm-hmm. I don't know how much you were involved, but the Sarah Jessica Parker movie with Skyrocket, were you using Skyrocket? Yeah, Skyrocket. Um, some kind of app thing, I don't know, never mind. Uh, strange, because he says to her, Give me a little bit or something. Can I have a little bit? And she says a little bit. Uh, But she explains during the interview portion with Sky News that, you know, she was super uncomfortable. She was just trying to manage the situation. She was trying to walk a line, I think, between uh, doing business with him and not pissing him off. And so she was doing, I guess, her best to walk that line 
But uh, Weinstein's attorneys are using this to say, look, this was all consensual. She was flirting with him. He was flirting with her. Um, Then there was uh, more as Weinstein asks her out for drinks. And then it was after that time that he reportedly raped her. Here's what happened. What would you say to someone who might watch that and say, well, Melissa was flirting with him? Is that what you see when you watch it? It was more tricky than I think it's possible to judge from looking at it. I worked on Wall Street before I went to business school, and I worked in an environment that was heavily male-dominated. I thought I could handle it. I had never met anyone that I couldn't handle until Harvey Weinstein. When you go to the kitchen, you adjust the angle of the computer. I did. Why? I knew that I was losing the ability to control the situation and keep it professional. So I had entered that fight or flight mode and I was scared of him. I'm going to go edit a movie, but I'll meet you somewhere. I'll meet you for a drink. What time? It's uh, 3.34. Were you under the impression Mm. that that meeting was to close the deal, potentially? Yes. So it wasn't at 10 p.m. It wasn't an invitation to come to his hotel room. It was an invitation to a hotel lobby that was within blocks of the office. And so that, to me, felt much safer than being alone with him in his office. Melissa says Weinstein came to the hotel lobby and told her to follow him. She assumed they were going to a conference room, but it was Weinstein's hotel room. There, she says, he raped her. Mm. So I, what do you make of that? She agreed to go out to drinks with him? Do you... Uh, I, I don't know. His lawyers are going to use that. Well, uh, did she agree <clears throat> to go out for drinks? Uh, doesn't mean she agreed to have sex with him. No, that's true. I mean, obviously. Obviously. But it looks like he's thinking she's doing all of this uh, willingly. Now, there's obviously no video of what happened in the hotel room. So, I mean, I take her word for it that she she was an unwilling participant there. But um, you, in a court of law, you can't just take her word for it. There has to be proof against him. And then, so when you're showing the what happened leading up to that, it makes it harder, mm-hmm. isn't it? When when it looks like there's consensual things, she is flirting, she is agreeing to show up and you know have drinks with him or whatever. Yeah, that's but a tough one. He was obviously super manipulative and uh, probably just had her meet for drinks at this place so that he could then just lead her to the hotel room. I mean, I. I Based on everything we've heard about the guy, uh, and he seems kind of slimy, you know, it's that seems like a likely scenario. And that's what I was thinking um, when you were asking this. It's like, well, we know his track record. I don't know that the jury is going to be allowed to consider anything other than this case right here. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. Hmm. Really uh, uh, amazing. And again, you know, 
you're you're talking about ending people's careers. Um, in some cases, it could lead to incarceration, and we're just we're we're just taking their word for it, and and it's it's not the way the justice system works. That's for sure. It's not the way the court system works, but it is the way the court of public opinion works. I mean, Harvey Weinstein's already been convicted in the in the court of public opinion. There's, I mean, I don't think there's any doubt about that. He's been banned from festivals. Nobody will work with him anymore. He can't. Uh, he's not part of the the uh, Oscar. He's not part of the Academy anymore. So, and you know, if he did the things that they say he did, he deserves all that. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, or Pat Gray and Leash coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey, it's Pat, and you're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. If you like what you're hearing on this show, then you should also check out the Glenn Beck Program. Look for it wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. A lot is being discussed because the president has been discussing discussing the uh, the death count in Puerto Rico. He's taken issue with that for some reason in the last couple of days. Um. If you remember right, the initial death count uh, in the immediate aftermath of the hurricane last year in Puerto Rico was 66 people. Well, they revised that to 2,975. That's a pretty big revision. And Trump, President Trump is right in that. That didn't come from a death count, from a body count. They didn't just suddenly find all kinds of people. It came from comparing the death rate in the post-hurricane period to other periods not affected by natural disasters. And apparently, like 2,975 people more had died in the last year. Well, I mean, that is a little, maybe a little bit suspect. I mean, that's not hardcore proof that it absolutely happened because of the hurricane. I, I, th- there could have been some other factor that we don't know about. But they think, I mean, Puerto Rico's governor or, uh, and their whole government endorsed the results. Um, George Washington University uh, was commissioned to do this study. And so they're the ones who studied this and came up with, with the numbers. And Puerto Rico's government accepted the numbers. And those are the numbers that President Trump has, uh, ha- has taken issue with. Who but, left? Who left the water on the uh, tarmac there? You that's know? a good question. Like in, I don't know. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I don't know. I think we need to be putting the blame <clears throat> at the local officials more than anybody right now. I mean, here's the here are the supplies. Get them to your peeps. Yeah, I I think that yeah, there's so much to p- 
dependency on the federal government on every level, whether it's a good day or a disaster day. And, um, you know, in this case, they actually delivered what they could. And Mm -hmm. you can't, I mean, I don't know how, what else are they supposed to do? So that's the difference. There you go. That's the difference there between the two administrations. The Trump administration brought water to the victims of the hurricane. Mm -hmm. Um, That's how he used the tarmac. Uh, whereas uh, Barack Obama used the tarmac in uh, Iran to deliver pallets of cash of, of money to yeah. terrorists. Yeah. So yeah. there's the difference right there. <laughs> oh, man. So 888-900-3393. Um, what they should be probably concentrating, though, on is what's, <clears throat> what's coming with the Carolinas because uh, uh, this is going to be an ugly storm. Even though it's been downgraded to a to a category two now, uh, it's still a humongous rain event. So, definitely something to to concern ourselves with and to prepare for, and for people in the Carolinas in the immediate path to flee. Um, let's go to Mike in Maine. Hey, Mike, you're on the blaze. Hi. Uh, yeah, I used to live in Albuquerque for about a decade, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had to go to Juarez like a couple times a week, maybe three times. And uh, I'd always walk instead of drive. And walking across the bridge, uh, you could literally watch people um, pass money to one guy who would then go down to the guard booth, give some of the money there, and uh, that car would be waved on through without any question whatsoever. Mm. And uh, And then also the drug situation there. Um, I mean, I'd been in the lines going through and, and seen the, uh, the border protection people pull out bags of various types of drugs and put them back in the person's purse or backpack or whatnot and wave them on through. And, uh, it's, I don't know. I don't know what you can do about that. Yeah. With, with the corruption, uh, that's yeah. 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 It's, and it's still going on as of like a year ago. So you went to Juarez a couple times a week? Yes. Wow. Um, Yeah. I mean, that's a dangerous place. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. it was. Yeah. uh, What what kind of work do you do that you were there twice Um, a week? Jeffy-like work. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. wait. Your premise is wrong, as if Jeffy actually does any work. But I see your point. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Enough said. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. Uh, Jeffy-like work. work. Uh There you go. I think we got our new phrase that pays today. Jeffy-like work. Uh Right there. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. 888-900-3393. Hey, the uh, Michelle Obama book is coming out, so I'm, I'm really excited. You know, you have the Bob Woodward book out mm-hmm. right now, and in one day, they've given him credit for 750,000 books being sold, because that includes pre-orders and all that. 750,000 on opening day Tuesday. God's crazy. Especially in this environment, because nobody sells any books anymore. Okay, but think about the bias of those book lists and how they are skewed against conservatives. Mm-hmm. You think there's any manipulation going on there to say, hey, look, there's oh, an anti-Trump yeah. book that's... Yeah. I mean, even if the New York Times admits, okay, Glenn Beck sold more copies than 
Steve King, they're still going to put Steve King at number one and Glenn Beck at number two. And they've done that. They've done that before because they use other criteria. Yeah, it's not just book sales we use. We use uh, other factors as well. So, yeah, there's a definite bias, and they use it. And they're pretty open about the fact that they use it. Quote, other factors. Other factors. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, but the Woodward book, if you're selling three quarters of a million copies in one day, that's off to a good start. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Michelle Obama is going to visit 10 cities promoting her memoir, Becoming. It's a tour featuring arenas and other performing centers to accommodate crowds far too big for any bookstore. (laughs) Uh, We'll see. We'll see. uh, Is there really that much enthusiasm about Michelle Obama? Do people not remember who this person is? Well, they got to see the arms. They want to see the arms. Oh, yeah. They've got incredible arms. Yeah. The most amazing arms you've ever seen on a human being. I mean, we've got to go there. Michelle Obama and her arms. Mm-hmm. So if she just didn't say things out of her mouth, I mean, you could understand the excitement. But she does say things like this. Let me tell you something. For the first time in my adult life, I am proud of my country. Mm, wow. Yeah, because her husband was nominated to be president by the Democrats. And that was the first time in her adult life she was ever proud of her country. <laughs> It's amazing that they got through all this stuff. I mean, there was a lot of stuff like that uh, during the the campaign, and people just didn't care. Ah, eh, whatever. I mean, remember this wonderful speech? And Barack Obama mm-hmm. will require you to work. He He'll is going to me? demand that you shed your demand. cynicism. Okay. Mm-hmm. That you put down your division. That you come out of your isolation, that you move out of your comfort zones. It's going to demand that. you that? push yourselves mm-hmm. to be better. Okay. And that you engage. Right. Barack will never allow you to go back to your lives as usual. He'll never allow me to? Wow, this is one powerful president we're talking about. If he could demand all of those things of me and never allow me to do something else? Huh. All right. Then here were some of her thoughts on America. Because sometimes it's easier to hold on to your own stereotypes and misconceptions. It makes you yeah. feel makes justified you feel. in your ignorance. Yeah. <laughs> that's mm. America. Being justified in your ignorance. Yeah, that's America. That's, that's who Americans are right there. Um, then she told us about how wonderful it is that we had a president who had debt. Um, I ask you, don't we deserve... A president who understands what it's like to carry a little loan debt, who knows <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's what we need. that access to an education shouldn't be based on whether your family can afford it, that we need to train mm-hmm. our young people and give them opportunities. Don't we deserve that kind of leader? No. Uh, the, oh, no, we don't. We don't need a leader who's had loan debt. I mean, really? Is that what we're looking for in a president? Yeah, he's got these... Uh, He's got some great policies, and mm-hmm. I, I love his, his foreign affairs policy. Yeah, but is he like me? Domestic, and what he's doing with the economy but is great. But is great. he like me? Is he like me? But yeah. does he have student loan debt? Oh. Nope. I can't vote for him. Can't vote for him. Huh. Okay. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. And by the way, they went to three Ivy League schools. Of course they had loan debt. Are those expensive or something? Is that what you're trying to infer? Yeah. yeah. Oh, is that something? Okay, yeah. I should have known that. They're a little uh, pricey. Do you think that mm-hmm. Michelle Obama will ever run for public office, Pat Gray? 
Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe she she continues to deny that she has any such aspirations. But you know, who knows if this if this uh, book tour goes really well? Maybe maybe she'll think about it. I mean, she's she's showing up at places like the United Center in Chicago. That holds what 20,000 20, people. The Forum in Los Angeles, the Capital One Arena in D.C. Uh, TD Garden. These, the, this is where the professional basketball teams play. Wells Fargo Center in Philly, uh, Barclays Center. That's where the uh, the Nets play in Brooklyn. Uh, Little Caesars Arena in Detroit. I assume that's where the Pistons play. Yeah. Um, Denver. They're they're playing the Pepsi Center Arena. San Jose, the SAP Center. That's an unfortunate name for a for an arena, the Sap Center. S A P, right? What is that? It's just a bunch of Saps go there. Uh, and I then, oh no! And then she's going to be in Dallas. Yes, okay. at the American Airlines. We're Center. going. We are going. Oh, we're going to oh, be there. This is going to be the on. greatest week of my life, Pat Gray. The three of us, you, myself, Jeffy, we're going to see Michelle Obama. We get the heckler. Hmm? Heckler? No, no. Whoa, Have you whoa, seen her whoa. arms? Her Have you arms, seen man. her arms? I don't want to heckle. I want to take pictures. No, you you just praise her. Oh. Look at those arms. Yeah. Oh. And then a week after that, Sorry. we're all going to go to the uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg movie together. So that's going to be a great time. Right? I mean, forget the holidays and Christmas I mean, and whatever. Since I watched a little, almost like 30 minutes of the special last Sunday, does that count? I don't have to go to the movie. No, that doesn't count. Are you count. acting like you don't want to go to the movie? I'm sensing you, some of that. No, I was looking me? at my schedule. and Maybe you've forgotten about I'm one of the most powerful my... scenes in the history. Yeah, yeah maybe you have. Of I mean, maybe you need your, your mind refreshed here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The word woman does not appear even once in the U.S. Constitution. You missed this? Nor does the word freedom. freedom. Your, your Honor. honor. I had forgotten about that. I apologize. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I mean, yeah, you want to see that there. in I context, apologize. obviously. That'll be eight days after she appears at the Dallas American Airlines Arena, <laughs> American Airlines Center. So we'll see Michelle there, and then we'll see Ruth Bader Ginsburg in the movie theater eight days later. What a what I a mean, month! I mean, that will it's be. almost like it's Christmas time. It's almost like that. Hey, wait. So I, ha- I mean, I'm okay with having to go to the Ruth Bader. Mm-hmm. But I have to go to Michelle. Yes. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. Yes, you do. Because yeah. look at the arms on her. I mean, she's, she's incredible. Great arms, Jeffy. Incredible. Good take. And think if we take you, I want her to run. They'll give us pity parking up at the gate. So I want her to run. That'd be fun. That'd uh, be fun. You think? Yes, because there's no way uh, she our, might win. There's no way our for, president, man. our president, uh, doesn't go after her, and that'll be fun because the left will go unhinged. Oh, they will. Yeah. Yeah, if she ran in 2020, that would be something. Unhinged. Yeah, because uh, between her and Trump going back and forth, that would be that might be kind of fun. Oh, as long as man. she didn't win, as long as she didn't win. I mean, it might be fun because he, if someone could get to him, and then he could just attack Barack and not her. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sure he's going to be a good house husband now. <laughs> just attack Barack the whole time, not her. Yeah, you might be able to get away with it. You start attacking her though. Yeah, be Ooh. tough. Be tough. Despite the fact that she's hideous. 
I mean, well, minus the arms. She, well, of course, except for the arms. Right, exactly. <laughs> All right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat is coming up. Well, if I have to go see uh, Michelle and Ruth Bader Ginsburg, I better make sure that my ears are cleaned, and I can only do that with the Wax RX system. So you can get the real solution for stubborn earwax, just like I'm going to get to clean my ears out with the Wax. RX Earwash System, doctor-developed, works safely when all other products fail. And it's also the method physicians trust the most. It's just like the system they use in their offices, only it's cheaper than going to their office. The Wax RX System. You go to usewaxrx.com, order your reusable earwash system today, use the offer code RADIO, ships right to your house for free. Now, you can pay for the shipping if you want, but why would you want to do that? Go to WaxRx.com. Use WaxRx.com. Offer code radio comes right to your house. Use WaxRx.com. And remember, remember, you're going to want to use this. You're going to want to have your ears completely clean and willing to hear everything Michelle Obama and Ruth Bader Ginsburg have to say because mm. it's going to be important. Use WaxRx.com. Use WaxRx.com. You are listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns. Triple eight, nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three, and uh, at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, okay, so there's there's yet another CBS executive uh, who was just fired, and it's they say it's not because of the allegations of sexual misconduct against him, even though there were many allegations against him it's because of a a uh an email he wrote to one of the reporters yeah, or a text or something right he yeah he, he hollered at them yeah well so kind of in that. the text yes so he's got all these allegations against him he's the he he's in charge of 60 minutes uh, the executive producer i think of 60 minutes yeah and uh and 60 and, and the cbs news people are trying to uh, interview him. And so he tweets or emails, I can't remember which it was, the reporter who was going to do... It was a text. To it him. was a text. Mm-hmm. So he texts the reporter and says, hey, look out. I mean, you you better have your own reporting on this and not just use what everybody else is saying because people have been people have been fired who have tried to hurt me in the past kind of thing. And so CBS got pissed at that because she showed it to the higher-ups. And he got fired, like, instantly. And he said, well, you know, one text shouldn't have ended 36 years of employment. But I don't know. Uh, is, you, is, that the, is that the one text straw that broke the camel's back? Apparently. You know, yeah. We got the apparently. whole video that goes through all this. We do? Yes. All right. Let's, let's check that out. We caught up with CBS News President David Rhodes today after he briefed the 60 Minutes staff. Can't talk to you guys about uh, this today. In a statement today, Rhodes said Fager's dismissal is not directly related to the allegations surfaced in press reports, which continue to be investigated independently. However, he violated company policy, and it is our commitment to uphold those policies. 
Through his attorney, Fager told CBS News, they terminated my contract early because I sent a text message to one of our own CBS reporters demanding that she be fair in covering the story. My language was harsh. CBS did not like it. I am that reporter. Since Jeff Fager Uh, publicly mm -hmm. referred to our exchange today, I want to be transparent about it. First, here's some background. Sunday evening, I reached out to Fager for comment on the articles alleging he groped or touched CBS employees at company parties. In addition to denying these charges, Fager in a text said to me, quote, if you repeat these false accusations without any of your own reporting to back them up, you will be held responsible for harming me. He went on to say, be careful. There Mm -hmm. are people who lost their jobs trying to harm me. Mm -hmm. And if you pass on these damaging claims without your own reporting to back them up, that will become a serious problem. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) clear threat, an obvious threat. Uh, You mean so? Okay, that face means you don't see that as a threat. He's ahead of 60 minutes. He wants fact reporting. And if he is indeed innocent. Of what he's being accused of. It's kind of understandable. Like, look, don't just don't further these reports because they're not true. I didn't do it. And who knows if he did it or not? I don't know. I don't know him. I don't know the women involved. But we're just again, here's another instance. Well, think of this. We're just supposed to believe every accusation. And CBS, man, I don't know what's going on, but think of this in the in the last ten months, right? You've got Charlie Rose. Yep. Uh, Jeff Fager and Les Munoz, right? Pretty powerful guys. And they're still in a battle with the Redstones over all the money and who owns what and who gets what. Uh Uh-huh. Because the old man, you know, I mean, he's still laying in the bed playing with his nurses half out of it if he's at all seen (laughs) it. Okay, you know that? Oh, the old man? About Redstone? Something to Redstone? Uh Uh-huh, you know that about him, okay. Oh, my gosh, that's been a family battle for the past few years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's had his nurses come in and... Have fun with them. The daughters are all mad. The whole family's all wound up. But yeah, three pretty big names yeah. at CBS. I mean, the head, the CEO, the head of 60 Minutes, and top. Charlie Rose, probably their their top anchor. Yeah. Uh, the one that everybody knows anyway. And they're all gone now. Bye-bye. And they're all gone because of accusations. Now, Charlie Rose is a little different because he sort of admitted it. Yeah. He said, yeah, I did things that were inappropriate. Yeah. I shouldn't have done that. But he he it's not everything's not true. But I did some of the stuff. Right. Okay. Uh, you probably did everything you're accused of, and one of them was he just take off his clothes and start walking in front well, of. He's this. in his own house. <laughs> he's in his own house. He'd have people come over to work, and right. don't you walk around your house? Come on, Pat. No, I come on. I got a story we're gonna do during I'm, chewing the fat of of people sleeping in the nude more now. I mean, Charlie would get up and have to go to work, and mm-hmm. you know, oh my gosh, I'm nude. <laughs> what did I forget? Today? I'm forgetting oh my, something oh, today. What? Uh, I can forgetting? I tell you something? There is nobody in my house. Nobody, not even our dog, for the next two weeks. I wouldn't walk around my house naked right now, let alone the, <laughs> when oh gosh, there was thanks. somebody in it. I, you know, look, if you no. if you're that's, embarrassed, that's mm-hmm. fine. If you're okay. not comfortable right, with yourself and your own no, skin, that's right. That's fine. Jeffy, are you and comfortable with your own? Skin? Nobody's comfortable with mine, so. Uh, yeah, I have a pretty tough time with that myself. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it was his. So his the allegations against him were kind of weird because yeah. yes, you're right in that he was in his house and he'd have him come but over for work, work. and yeah. then he'd show up 
We'd walk past them naked. <laughs> and then they'd be like, oh, Charlie, That's you're, so you're naked. And they'd stay. I mean, wouldn't you get up and leave at that point? Charlie, and put say, some clothes on, bro. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that you were whatever. I'm going to go <laughs> now. Come on. You've got to be strong enough to do that. You have to. You right? have to. You have to I be think. strong. Right. And that was, and again. And then they showed up argument. another time. Yes. They come back. And it's not, it's not, you're not going to have, you know, come to the door. You're going to make sure he has your clothes on. One of the on. women said it happened six times. Well, after the first, what are you going over to his house for? And the argument is that she was afraid of for her job, right? Come on now. I'm sorry. No. 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 Again, if, th- if that's my wife. And she's showing up, and Charlie Rose is naked in front of her. Oh, and I'm gonna have mine after the fr- after she goes back a second uh, time. Gotta, I'm pretty pissed. I know. I'm getting selfies. I'm take I, some selfies with. Oh, Charlie. Oh, that's why you go back the second time. Amber, then Amber, we're done. Take some selfies. selfies, Charlie. Come here, baby. <laughs> is he gonna tear up Instagram, man? Come on, smile. You and me. Another day at work with Charlie. Snap. I guarantee that would tear up Instagram. <laughs> Absolutely. Naked might, Charlie Rose. Absolutely. Yeah. That just working shut at home. the internet down. Just, just working might. at home today. <laughs> Click. <laughs> okay. That's good stuff. <laughs> you think he covers his couch? So or you're, you think you're okay right if your wife it? is over there? Uh, just as long times. as she gets a two selfie. Two or three times I want shots. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, you got to be prepared for it after the first. You have Thank to. you. You have Thank to be you. prepared. If you're going to go back, and if you're going to go back, <laughs> aren't you saying it's okay? I think so. And Charlie, obviously, <laughs> right? <thought> so <laughs> right. <laughs> I you, kind of. Yeah. The implication is I didn't mind it last time, right? Isn't that the implication? I guess so. I mean, if, if we're if I, I'm here to work, and if you're going to walk around naked, oh well, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's weird. Uh, weird. Yeah. I know, but. You didn't say, I'm not coming if you're going to be naked. Right? Yeah. I, mm-hmm. you, I, you'd hope that, I mean, look, when you walk around the house naked and somebody tells you to put the clothes on, I normally do. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's <laughs> good to know. Being told, that's good to know. After being told. And that's obviously happened here, too. Somebody has maybe said that to you, and this is after why. After being told. Yeah, yeah okay. Good, All right, good. fine. 888 Chew on the fat. Next. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray. All right, time to chew the fat with Jeffy. Congratulations are in order. Congratulations to the Seattle Storm as they swept, swept the Washington Mystics in the best of five series with a 98-82 win last night at George Mason University Eagle Bank Arena. And of course, I don't have to tell you, mm. Pat, because you, you know, you know, you obviously watched the game, no. the WNBA championship. No. Uh, last night as the Storm for the third time takes the mm-hmm. takes the trophy. I was in the same place I've been for every other WNBA championship. What about, when, what about championship when they won in 2004 and 2010? Not there. What? Yeah, no, I wasn't uh mm-mm. No. What? No, Oddly enough, no. the uh, crowd noise from that game sounds uh, like like a forest full of crickets. 
actually. I saw a couple of pictures, actually. It looked like, because I, I was looking for some numbers and stuff from the game, which oddly weren't around. Weren't around. I saw but, you tweeted about this last yeah, night, and someone, uh, Hot Pocket for me, uh, tweeted underneath and said, you know, someone should call out ESPN for not covering women an equal amount of time in sports right? and let the left eat their own. You might have an easier time finding statistics if ESPN uh, forced it down your throat like they claim right. they should. Yeah. So, hmm. I mean, I to be much. honestly, I didn't know the championship was last night. The championship no, of either. the league. Well, you no, thought it was going to go the seven series, games. You like, thought it was. It's a best like, of five. Catch, uh, you thought, I mean, game it's five. It's not even seven games. You thought, I'll get, I'll catch up game five. I can't wait for that one. I mean, I, I didn't even realize Seriously? That the championships is going on. Wow. It's just uh, something. And I don't want to hear any complaining about <laughs> we're equal. Oh, come, come on. on now. Uh, come on. The WNBA <laughs> uh, compared to the NBA uh-huh. is one of the starkest, yeah, one of the most stark contrasts you can make in sports. Absolutely, one uh, brings in nine billion dollars <laughs> yeah, a the year. Number, I mean, we've play, we've had the numbers. Before. The other brought in what was it, twenty-seven uh, million yeah, or it was, something? Yeah, it was not even. I mean, it I was mean, unreal. The disparity. It's embarrassing. Listen to this, guys. Yeah. So Christian down the hall is a big TCU fan. He says some people got upset that the TCU SMU, it was a Thursday night football game last week, I think, or Friday, I don't know, uh, got preferential treatment over the WNBA. Finals games for the WNBA got bumped off of ESPN2 to ESPN News. Oh, ESPN News, okay. <laughs> so that's wow. where they put the WNBA ESPN News? For the finals. <laughs> yes. Wow. Because nobody cares. No, right. And ESPN realizes that. Right. They just won't admit it. Right. And somebody that went to ESPN News went, what? Yeah, and on a Wednesday night, there's no competition there. Sporting competition, anyway. There's what are you going right. to watch? What is there? So it's on oh. ESPN News on a <laughs> Wednesday night with no competition around. Oh man, huh. might as well put that on ESPN Deport or whatever that, <laughs> Deport. that soccer thing is called. ESPN three is uh, is the internet, right? ESPN yeah. three is the is the dot com, and, and yeah. you can get almost anything there, right? I mean. Pretty much, they now they have specific stuff that they don't put on the network channels. Goes to dot com, which is almost everything. That would other be than like goes lacrosse to the and uh, apparently soon to be WNBA I watch finals. Of, I watch a lot of college football that way. You know, games that aren't yeah. on the network mm-hmm. you can yeah. watch on there, Little which is schools. well mm-hmm. worth it. Yeah, but uh, I'm surprised that. I, and again, I didn't see any banners. Uh, you know, saying "Hey, WNBA championship series going mm-hmm. on now." Why? Because no one cares. No one cares. Like I like think about the person at ESPN that enters the graphics in like the little scroll at the bottom, and someone's probably typing, "The Seattle Storm Washington Mystics game can be seen on ESPN News." They're like, "Why am I even typing this?" But no one cares. If this was the best of five, right? That's what said. Best of Mm -hmm. five. They swept the swept the three game series. Okay, so that means that this weekend, uh, ESPN when they run the, I mean, I don't remember seeing WNBA. That's a big. They should. Somebody ought to go back and take a look because those games, I don't remember, you know, how they scroll the scores, um, <laughs> NFL, back, uh, MLB. Uh, I don't remember seeing WNBA. Hmm. So if it was the, C, you know, they would say WNBA series starts tomorrow or, or whatever. Because I, I, I would not have watched, but I, <laughs> I didn't know that it was happening. Yep. It's yep. just embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's National Chocolate Day. Thank God. 
I finally have some chocolate. Did I you bring it? I usually don't have you're any. Here to share? Oh, you're the producer of the program. Well, you're the one that is telling us, informing us that it's National Chocolate Day. It invented the first chocolate bar invented in 1847. Huh. Right? You think of this: the chocolate industry is worth about 110 billion dollars a year. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. That a means there's chocolate. a number of people <laughs> eating chocolates. Yes. There's a number of people eating yeah. chocolates. I mean, that's uh, fascinating to me. Americans. Americans buy, Pat, 26 million kilograms of chocolate on Valentine's Day. Wait for it. I mean, that's how much. I how mean, many How many kilograms? 26 million. Nobody wow. knows how much that Nobody. is. Is that one bite? Is it 4 billion pounds worth? I don't know. Huh? I don't know what that is. There's no way to know. No 58 know. million pounds. Okay. No, there's no way to know that. You can't tell that. Well, that's Jeffy Matt, so we really don't <laughs> yeah, know. We don't. <laughs> wow. I mean, and the, you know, I, think of this, though. Ruth Wakefield, right? She invented the chocolate chip cookie in 1930. So she accidentally drops Nestle's chocolate pieces in her cookie dough after running out of Baker's chocolate. And uh, she created the chocolate chip cookie. She later sold the idea to Nestle's. For a lifetime supply of chocolate. Huh. Wow. Yes. That seemed like a good deal then. Yeah. Not so much, though. <laughs> no, not so much. Not so much now at all. By the way, attendance, this is for the full postseason. Four people. Of so three games. The WNBA. That's the five. No, the, all, all postseason. Oh, okay, okay. Not just a championship right, right, right. series. I assume there were games leading up to the championship. I don't, don't know, know that, but I'm just assuming. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look for a, I'm going to try to figure out how many games while you do this. There were. Ninety-five hundred ninety-six. Wait, how many? Get out of here! Ninety-five ninety-six is what they claim. No, that's ninety-five hundred. Yeah, less than that's 10, the highest people? highest postseason attendance. Now this is postseason though. You're still only half filling an arena. You're average. still okay, average. The average is not even ten thousand. Not even ten thousand. They haven't averaged ten thousand since two thousand ten. So. It's time to pull the plug. I a long time ago was time to pull the plug on the WNBA. But they if won't. you do, then you're a leagues have closed up shop for yes, much less won't. than this. Then there's no way they will, and the NBA will subsidize no, that. No, and they've been the doing. Cows that. come home. Exactly right. Wait, exactly. What right. do you mean by that? Uh, they will. Hmm? I know. Uh, they I know. just will. No one is going to let that thing go away without. I mean, they'll they'll be fried at yeah. the stake for that. That's not. They um, won't let it happen. The finals on ABC. When were the NBA? WNBA finals on ABC? Shut up. Hold when on. did that In happen? The first, the, hold when on. Seattle first oh, one? The 2017 WNBA finals on, w, on ABC. Because oh, they complained that there was no ratings. ESPN right? Nobody 2. Nobody watched. Probably, yeah. Yeah. They, they paid for the rights and then they were like, um, nobody watched? Wow. Okay, so these are numbers. These aren't even this year's numbers. These are last year's numbers. Okay, that's so, what I say. I couldn't find it. it may very be many down numbers. from. I couldn't find any last numbers. Year. From, Who knows? From, I looked her a little bit for some stats, or you know, they had some stats in the story of the one big star from Seattle, and uh, that was it. They, they didn't talk about in front of in front of forty five thousand screaming <laughs> fans for the for the finals. Think of this: they averaged five hundred fifty nine thousand viewers. For the finals on TV. That's the families. These are nationally televised games. That's hey, the families. You want, you want to hear a fun fact about the uh, WNBA playoff bracket? The first and second round are both one game each. In other words, it's like a one-game series for these teams. So it's not even a series. It's just a, right. game. just a game. It's like baseball. First, second round. That's just a wild card. They play in. Don't diminish baseball. 
Uh, and then, and then you know, you've got to fight. I was trying to help him. <laughs> trying to help him a little bit there. And I couldn't even no, do that. Keith wouldn't even let you do Keith that. Keith wouldn't let me do that. <laughs> All right. See, you see the glass half full, glass half empty? Mm-hmm. It's like, no, I'm I trying mean, to say it's, it's as great as baseball. And, and I'm look, saying, don't diminish baseball. At some point, right? At some point. You pull you the gotta, plug you on You got to pull the plug. I, I, I don't know. The, w, the NBA makes so much money. Do they ever have to? If they just want to create the illusion that women's basketball is big, they just keep subsidizing it. And that's what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. I mean, I, I know that. And I'm glad Insane. there's a place for really good women's basketball players to play. That's great. Because, you know. Well, sometimes they have to go to Europe, Pat. They, they, yes, they do. So do some men. Sometimes have to. They sometimes have to travel to other places to work. They One of the greatest just... basketball players in the world has to play in China every year. Jimmer Fredette. Uh, does he have, where is he from? BYU. You might have heard Jimmer Fredette. I mean, of course we have. He's one of the best basketball players in the world. Mania. <laughs> you familiar with that? How do you spell Jimmer Mania? No, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not, though. I want to apologize. I didn't. <laughs> he's tearing up the Chinese league. I'll is tell he? you that right now. Is he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he is. He's tearing it up. Is he, uh, now, I mean, the headlines over there is no, Jimmer Mania taken by storm. Mm-hmm. And, yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. They call him the Lonely Master oh, in China. Oh, the Lonely Master. I was nickname. thinking more like the mm-hmm. Beijing bomber or something. No, the you know? Lonely Master. Oh, okay. Okay, go ahead. Continue. <laughs> Congratulations to uh, James Marsden and uh, Ed Asner for uh, still working. Uh, James Martin, I like I like James. But uh, who knew that Ed Asner was still working? I was still doing work. Last thing I ever saw him in was he, that Christmas show where he uh, owns the logging company. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the guy, the vet, comes yeah. to town, <laughs> falls in love with his daughter. daughter? What's yeah. that called? The Christmas I, card or something? Yeah, so I don't know. The name, I love it, though. I love that show. Jingled. I love it. That's I, one of my favorites. But Ed he's is really good in Ed that. Ed is kind of a uh, not a nice guy. No, he's not. That's life. true. That's true. Uh, and he, and he ter- seems great in that movie. Don't let that fool you. Oh, he seems great in a lot of stuff. He's a good actor. He is. He is a good actor, and he turns uh, nine or eighty nine this year. Whoa! Turns eighty nine. Wow! And uh, he's working now in the new Netflix series "Dead to Me." Now, eighty nine, eighty nine. Now, the part that he's going to play, and I think we have a picture of it. I mean, he's looking good, spry in this article. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are watching Blaze Television, but uh, Asner is going to this this role is going to be tough for him. Uh, he plays a resident at an assisted living facility. So, it's going to be a stretch, yeah. It's, you, know, it's it's, be a stretch. You, don't know, you don't know if he could do it or not. So apparently we don't have the picture of Ed. Is that, okay. is that what we're seeing right. here? Because uh, it hasn't come up on this. Okay, so on the screen, fine. I still see you. So, and I am not Ed Asner. No, you and are not Ed Asner. you're probably 90 years old either. So. <laughs> not the same. <laughs> well, boy, I remember being that. Those days are behind you, though. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. move on. I remember being Move that. past it. I know. I saw you brought up uh, the Mark Wahlberg uh Marky Mark and the Funky Mark, Bunch, baby. Mark ripped off Pat's yeah. workout Can you believe regiment. it? I, I, yesterday I saw this, this story. I thought it was a mirror image of what I do every day. Of what you do? What you do. Please. I now mean, you're trying to rip on. off my... Oh, please, what? Pat. Good golly. But what the thing... <laughs> Just sad. It's sad. Okay? Sad. Huh. But I noticed that he only takes a couple hours for golf. Uh-huh. Hour and a half. Yeah, right. From yeah. Uh, uh, seven thirty to nine thirty. Well, eight, oh. yeah. Well, he goes to to uh, the Cairo Chamber at uh, yeah nine thirty. Yeah, yeah. So he must be doing. I saw something this weekend that uh, I have now. I think I'm becoming a fan of. Uh, he must be doing uh, speed golf. 
Uh, yeah, if you're not familiar not... with speed golf, I'm telling you, uh, I was watching a video that uh, if you're watching Blaze Television, you'll be able to see now. These these amateur mm-hmm. golfers look like it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's fun to do. <clears throat> and the thing is, is that uh, you know these guys are golfing and running. Now this weekend they played at uh, the Piltdown Golf Club. <laughs> no way. <It's, laughs> is there one? Yeah, the Piltdown oh, Golf great. Club in in, uh, in the British Speed Golf Open. Uh, that's I thought it was awesome. fantastic. I know. That's Look great. at that. Look at that stuff. There it is. So good. Speed golf. I mean, that's good stuff, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Looks now, like they got to run to the bathroom or something happening. Yeah. <laughs> and they usually play with, uh, you know, like uh, four to seven clubs. Okay. And it's the, Yeah, so they can carry them around a little yeah. easier. So it's a cross between speed mm. and uh, the amount of time it takes you to uh, so that's you know, part how, of how, many, how, many, how many strokes you take. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So the fastest... The found and he's the fa- you know of course the guy that founded it is the fastest. Uh, in 1982, this uh, um, Steve Scott, he did 18 holes in 29 mm-hmm. minutes and 33.5 seconds. Holy cow! A regulation like distance. golf course or a par three? That's, or? <laughs> that's wow. doing some distance. Jeez, wow. I mean that's nuts. I, I don't. I could probably do you know break 35, maybe 40. Let me just tell you this: in the words, <laughs> yeah. in the words yeah. of uh, poet Marky Mark. From his funky bunch time. Oh, okay. Let me just say about speed golf, yo, it's about that time <laughs> to bring forth the rhythm and the rhyme. I'm a get mine, so get yours. I want to see sweat coming out your pores. On the house tip is how I'm swinging this. Strictly hip hop boy, I ain't singing this. Bringing this to the entire nation, black, white, red, brown, feel the vibration. Come on, you couldn't come put on. it any more powerfully no, than that I mean, right there. You just couldn't. No, clearly. Don't even try. Why would you? I don't know. This story. Um, Be foolhardy. This story, you know, we do studies all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, we discuss, you know, the studies, we usually find studies that one week, a study will say something, and then another week, you know, it comes back and tells you that that last the study opposite. was the exact opposite, which is what I know mm-hmm. we will find with this study. As a new research paper published <laughs> in the Journal of Neuroscience, uh, researchers revealed that lab testing in mice has hinted at diminished brain power in animals who are dramatically overweight. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to find a, that to be true. The fa- <laughs> the f- <laughs> at least in your case. The fat... It- you know what I mean? I know they're testing only on rodents, so they're not. They haven't, they haven't asked you the, yet to be fat, a part of the survey. No, they haven't. The test. A little disappointed. Hmm. Okay. Mm. All right. Little, they you know what? It doesn't prove of... that they're dumb. Look, the obese mice, which weighed nearly forty percent uh, more than the control group, okay, they showed diminished reasoning and memory skills when confronted with the same puzzles as the control animals that uh, weren't overweight. They don't have. They're not diminished. They just don't care. Just feed me. Yeah. Right? They still have the brain power. Like, I could go through that maze if I wanted, but why? I don't want Feed to. Feed me. Right. Wow. You, you sound very I'm too fat and la- They got lazy. Yes. That's not, yeah, lazy. That's not diminished brain power. That's just like, no. Just, no, I, I can't. If, and, you know, I'll tell you what. You feed I me. Hurt, and I hurt. I I'll, t- I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. You go in, you make huh? a right, you make a left, you make a right, you make another right, you make a left, and I'm on the other <laughs> side. Okay? I can see it in my head. Can I have my cheese now? And we don't know why they're so similar to the rats that they tested on. Why haven't you gotten a call yet? I don't know. Sound like, feed I me. I don't know. Hmm. Turn left. I'm willing right. to sit on one side of a maze and get fed. And they probably know that you wouldn't move through it any be- any better than <laughs> the they maze do. Might so. capsize. Why would I don't under 
In fact, you'd probably move through it a lot worse than they do. Just knock on uh, the wall. So, I don't know. I don't know why, you know, what gives me that impression. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know either. Yeah, That's why I'm a little shocked. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me tell you about uh, Brickhouse Nutrition from Field, uh, Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition. This stuff is awesome. And here's what I love about it. It's not extracted from anything. It's actual, real superfood. It even has a supplement facts panel. Um, so you know it's not made from an extract. It's actual food. So the goal of creating a real superfood specially designed to enhance your health and help you reach your full potential, that's what brought together a team of top physicians to form Brickhouse Nutrition and create Field of Greens. So the difference that sets Field of Greens apart can be seen right on the bottle. It has nutrition facts on the panel there because it is, again, real food. It, they didn't go off the cliff with the rest of the industry. One scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real, certified vegan, vegetarian, and USDA organic fruits and vegetables, complete with antioxidants. So it gives you daily fuel for your body, and you get... You know, you get the greens that I just never get in my diet. Do you ever? Oh, Pat. Oh, you're Mr. Pat. Vegetable. I mean, after I, so much greens, I'm, I'm going through the maze so uh-huh. fast. Right. Oh, if so there's fast. kale at the end Man. of the maze. Oh, you're not going to be able to stop <laughs> I'm going to bust right through the walls <laughs> to get away from it. Thank you. <laughs> uh, try, brick, uh, try Field of Greens for Brickhouse Nutrition. Go to BrickHousePat.com. And they'll take 10% off your month's supply when you use the offer code PAT. It's BrickHousePat.com. Give it a try. See if you don't feel better and become healthier in the long run. BrickHousePat.com. Pat Gray. Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. Now back to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, tomorrow, we're pretty psyched. It's already. We're right back to more on Trivia Day. Nice. I love it. I love Game it. two of the season. We're at 100%. <laughs> those of you that, we're uh, one we're for not, one. We're not, I'm not saying that you should use us to uh, gamble and make money. But, Whoa, what does that mean? What is gambling? But I will say this. If you did and you started in whenever it was that we started this thing all the way through, I hate, but... You'd be, You'd be probably up. up. Yeah, we're like we're like seventy yeah, percent of the time yeah. or more. We've been accurate. Yes. It's, and it's, some it's seasons pretty amazing. Were, I mean, that's because that's an average of the seventy seven. But some seasons we were like, you'd be making some serious cash. Yeah, yeah. There were seasons that were ninety yeah. percent. So Giants at the Cowboys tomorrow. Giants Cowboys Giants tomorrow. Cowboys. Boy, more on trivia. Did not. All three of us will be there. Good. Oh, they didn't. And here's what I would be pissed about if I were, I don't know, Tony Romo. Uh, they kicked him to the curb after about half a season of good quarterback play from Dak. <laughs> no, Prescott. I like Dak. I think I think it was. I, I like I, Dak too, but he's not been the same since those first eleven games. Well, they never are. The second season, they never are. This the is the third, third now. And but the offensive play calling. Okay, he won. They won eleven in a row since that time. You know what their record is? Eleven and eleven. Think about it. That's not good. No, that's not, not. good. Uh, he has not looked good since about the first 11 games. Uh, and Tony Romo, for my money, top five NFL quarterback at the time. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. His numbers prove it. Is yeah. I mean, I know people in Dallas. Yeah, I mean, I, you'll get both he sides. Up the field goal. But a lot of people did not like him. He screwed I, up the field goal. <laughs> I know you're going to go back to the, the field goal. From, they won't let it go, though. No, they won't. I, I, they they won't let I that can't go. let it go because it's so funny to me. Because let it go. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's been a while. 2005 or six. a long six. time ago. Yeah. Yeah. It's a long time ago. Uh, <laughs> and I love Tony of the broadcast booth, but he was yeah, a too. great quarterback. He's a great quarterback. Yes, and he seems like a real, he seems like a decent human being. What too. if Romo had played had stayed for two seasons? He played the next one and maybe even yeah. this one. And Dak learns under him yeah. and is seasoned under him. Especially even if he gets injured again for a game or two, Dak goes right. in and plays. Absolutely, right. it, yeah. it would have meant a lot a lot more for Dallas. Would have. I agree. So anyway, uh, more on trivia tomorrow. And uh, don't forget uh, also October first, uh, starting uh, my new uh, podcast. Uh, right here on this network, and okay. uh, I'll give mm-hmm. you you know a little bit. Uh, we had some people adding to the name uh, on the on social media. I bet I bet uh, you, you have. Know, I bet you names have. I, you know that you appreciate. It's I do. Probably really do. helpful. Well, some of them, you know, I might use. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know the daily the daily fadcast. I like that. I do too, actually. Yeah, I like that. And uh, yeah, the daily fadcast. I do kind of like that. And uh, there oh. were some others that weren't quite as good. And anyway, if you're listening to the Glenn Beck radio program today, uh, he had a guy on uh, Cal Turner Jr., who was the son of uh, the guy who founded Dollar General. Oh, yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. he talked about his dad, and he talked about you know creating Dollar General. And he was really good. However, during the interview, he talked about their motto and becoming their what was their motto. And uh, Glenn asked him, and here's the, uh, the audio clip from the radio show. We came up with a mission statement that really got the company going, and it was only two words, Glenn, serving others. If you remember uh, uh, Restoring Love, a uh, big event that uh, we put on here did in Dallas, Stu Texas. Did bring that up? I did. You did. I, I, although Stu said, when I, when I G-chatted him, he said, I was thinking the same thing. Serving others. others. Uh, Pat and Stu were uh, so far ahead of the time and ahead of right. the curve. That's right. Uh, Dollar General uh, <laughs> stole it from them. Uh, they were storing love. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Glenn Beck is coming live to talk about the right path forward and to make fun of the people standing in the way. He might not be able to save the country, but at least we can all go down laughing. Glenn Beck Live, the Addicted to Outrage Tour, on tour this fall. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. You know... I don't want to diminish in any way what happened with the hurricane, with Hurricane Maria in Puerto Rico last year. But it was a study done by George Washington University that took the death toll from 66 to 2,975. That's staggering. So what happened in this study? Did they count a whole bunch of bodies that nobody knew about? No, no, they didn't. They compared the usual death toll in a year 
to the death toll that happened after the hurricane. And there was almost a 3,000-person disparity, and so they attributed all that to the storm. Can you definitively say that? I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I kind of think Trump has a point there. He just, maybe he just shouldn't be making it. Maybe it's just too insensitive, especially with a hurricane bearing down on the Carolinas right now. I don't know. But CNN is claiming definitively that Trump's making the false claim that 3,000 people didn't die in the hurricane. You can't defend it. I don't think you can say that. Again, let me see if I can find what uh, what this study attributed it all to. Um, mm, yeah, I need to look and see the methodology on this other than if they literally just I did it that way, just that's pathetic. I, I think so. I think so. Okay, the long time period was used to determine the hurricane's lingering effect on deaths on the island. It compared the death rate in the post-hurricane period to other periods not affected by natural d- disasters. So that apparently was a criteria. How many people die in a normal year? How many people died in this year? So the disparity was then just chalked up to be from the hurricane. Can can you necessarily make that conclusion? I don't I don't know that it's hardcore fact. It's amazing. Yeah, I was hoping to see something <clears throat> that said like um yeah, this number of people died because like electricity old, went out at a old folks home, like in Florida. Like yeah. that one, you could say, right? Okay, that's definitive. Obviously, these people. Yeah, or or families reported two thousand nine hundred seventy five people missing yeah. during the storm, and then they were never found. And a year later, we've just attributed all those to deaths. That would be more definitive, I would think. I, I don't know that this absolutely translates into the death toll from Maria. I don't I don't know that you can make that case. Regardless, uh, you know, CNN is digging their heels in, president's digging his. And so that's it's a normal day. <laughs> <laughs> it's a typical day. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three and it pat unleashed on Twitter where struggling Lumby tweets speed golf? That's me chasing the beer cart. <laughs> Thank you. Uh Kool-Aid drinker. Soon the WNBA will be in competition with Dodgeball on ESPN 8, (laughs) the Ocho. (laughs) I actually saw them carry, on a slow sports weekend, they carried a Dodgeball competition. It was, I think it was the Dodgeball World Cup or something, the World Championships. And... uh, yeah, they were actually adult human beings playing dodgeball on ESPN. And how long did you stay on said uh, contest? Uh, well, I couldn't believe it, so I actually watched for a while to see if it was just a joke, and <laughs> it took me, I don't know, eight hours to determine the fact that it wasn't a joke. And so, how did you feel about yourself after having watched that? I felt sad and pathetic. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Jackie's out of town still, right? Mm-hmm. She is. Man. From uh, Peter? It's lunchtime in Colorado. Please stop talking about naked Jeffy. <laughs> right? Pretty good point. Sometimes you forget that, that it's, you know, different times and different Sorry. locales. You don't take that into consideration. Our bad. Whatever the uh, hurricane totals were in Puerto Rico, 
um, you know it was bad. It was really a, a horrific situation for that island. And uh, sadly, we've got another situation developing in the Carolinas, and they're already being hit by some of the storm bans. Mercury One is partnering with our usual partners, like Team Rubicon, of course, um, and others, to try to help as as soon as is humanly possible. So if you'd like to help, if you'd like to contribute, go to mercuryone.org and just click on the hurricane relief uh, link and you'll be able to do that. Um, Mercury One's photographer and veteran, Jeremy uh, Locke, will be joining Operation Barbecue along with the Mercury One sponsored truck with proteins going to Charlotte, North Carolina, so they can be staged and ready to deploy. It actually might be Charlotte where this hurricane hits the hardest. It's possible now. So if you'd like to, if you'd like to help, because uh, a lot of our fellow Americans are going to need help here, mercuryone.org. Yeah, this isn't going to be just along the coast. This is going to be inland. This is mm-hmm. going to have torrential rains. Yeah, the rain event is going to be ugly. It's it, it was the rain event with Harvey that, you know, did all the damage with Houston. So and, and I keep seeing when you look up on the screen uh, the news, I keep seeing the maps of all the nuclear power plants down in North and South Carolina. And you think, you know, I, I've heard, I was hearing about them. I was thinking, all right, I'm sure they're fine. They're inland. They're really thick. Well, then I look up at the map. One of them is like right on the coast. What? Wow. Why, why are we building? Okay. That doesn't seem. Uh, that doesn't. I don't know. What's the word I'm looking through. for? Smart. Mm. So I don't know. Maybe that was the only place that would accept a power plant uh, along the coast of North Carolina. Uh, hmm. Right. I mean, it's right on the coast. Not good. No. Don't. That seems suboptimal. <laughs> yeah. uh, for sure. <laughs> Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. But you know, people were saying that uh, that Sharknado, they they were falling for a fake image uh, of sharks being picked up by the hurricane. Oh, that's disappointing. That was was a fake image where they put the sharks in it. Oh, dang it! Yeah, because they showed the the uh, well, maybe from a satellite view on multiple levels. I am kind of I'm kind of disappointed. Were you believing that too? (laughs) You were worried for Pico, weren't you? I mean, look at. The size of the sharks. Look how big they would have to be to be proportional uh-huh. in this shot. That's no, amazing. that's good. No. <laughs> so Pico's doing okay. He's uh, he's not going to be picked up by uh, Mother Nature. Mm. Um, Can we see where he is yeah, where, now? What's Pico up to right now? I mean, he was. He Let's like go he ahead was, and take a look. He was oh, running from it. Now he's decided to come circle back, and he's coming back toward it. Take it head on. Look at look at Pico. He's headed south again. Yeah, he he could just be swimming around still. He could be, you know, he is he a shark. He could be doubling could be. back because he was afraid, and he's like, you know what? Right. I'm going to be a hero. That's what he's doing, Pat. Either that, or you know, he's a shark. He swims, and then he eats, and uh, then he swims some more, and then what he'll do is eat. And some of that, uh, or the alternate theory is that he is tough as nails, and he's headed off to fight the hurricane. Some of the zigzagging could be, I don't know, following food. It's possible. I'm just going to throw it out there. It might be following food. Like you're a scientist or some, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know. I know. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a shark expert. or something. I'm not, I'm not a, a marine biologist. I'm just saying I don't sharks know. generally swim around and eat food. So, you know, Says take you. that with a grain of salt. Take it with a grain of salt. Pico versus Florence. That's <laughs> what I say. So anyway, the flying sharks in the images of the hurricane, uh, it's fake. Fake news. (laughs) Darn it. 
Image appears to derive from a meme uh, creation site that anybody can use. The newspaper, perhaps, is simply stating the obvious, reported on Hurricane Florence. What is not expected, what it is not expected to bring are sharks littered across the states, falling from the sky and terrorizing the population. Which would be interesting. It would be, it kind of would be. It would almost, it would almost (laughs) be worth it if they started dropping on our city here. (laughs) <laughs> to, to say, well, we got an actual Sharknado. Can you believe it? Look, I don't want anyone to get hurt. No, okay? right. But look, if a shark's going to fall from the sky, I'd like it to fall on one of these reporters who's standing on the coast right now like this guy. I mean, it's just, that's where I need That's just to stupid. Fall. But they've always done this, you know? I, I've told this story before when, it, when we were in Houston and we got caught in uh, Tropical Storm Allison. That wasn't fun. And then the n- news reporters went out in the early stages. And so they were looking for... <laughs> something that would make the shot more exciting and one of the local uh news reporters was standing not on the sidewalk but just off the sidewalk in the gutter where the where the water was gush, rushing past her at about i don't know two feet uh-huh the sidewalk was virtually dry <laughs> she could have just stood on the sidewalk nope she got into the gutter so it would look like it's already flooded but so that's what they do what they That's do. what they do. It's like sharks swim around and need food, and reporters uh, stand and yep, and try water. to try to make it look like they're in peril right now. And the shot. Look at this, man. We are right in the heart of the action. It, you remember when uh, Dan Rather in his early days? What was that? 1964. It was Hurricane. Uh, somebody will remind us. Um, but he was standing right near the shore and holding on to a pole because he was going to get blown away. <laughs> they love that stuff. Yep. They absolutely love that stuff. Well, I have a memory from uh, a storm a while back that I just sent over down the hall, and hopefully we can get that video uh, in the near future that uh, you're going to love if you've never seen it, Pat. So okay. just stand by for that. All right. <laughs> oh, Chris Cuomo is down on the beach. Is he really? Hmm. Well, goodness. Be safe. Yeah, thank you. You would hate to see a storm surge wash him out to sea. You Whoa, wouldn't want that. That's oddly specific. You would I was not just giving him a general be safe. Not Chris want that. So hey, move away from the water, Chris. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Stay safe, sir. Stay safe, absolutely. Please, because in all seriousness, stay we safe. want some good footage, and right. we're not going to get it back if you don't make it back to the truck. <laughs> so be safe. Uh, all right. Let's, um, I was just going to go to this, but I'm not going to do What's that. What's this? We'll do something I want to know. Else. No, I'm not going to tell you. Wait, I'm going to be like everybody surprise. else and just like it's find su- out later? Surprise for later. Yeah. Sorry. Can I look over your shoulder no. a bit? No. <gasps> nope. I don't want you to see. Okay. Whatever, man. But we're going to save it. All right. We're fighting now. Uh, triple eight, nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up in a second. Pat Gray. On the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray. Triple Eight. 933.93. Anybody even heard of this anti-Trump attacker 
who got re- arrested for a switchblade assault on a GOP congressional candidate. Nobody's even... It's barely been talked I'm sorry, about. A candidate for national office uh-huh. was, was attacked, attacked by, by someone with a switchblade. With a switchblade, mm-hmm. and it's obviously it's been national news for days now since it happened on Sunday. Right, except for no, nobody, nobody's even talking about this. Uh, California law enforcement officials arrested him on Sunday, allegedly assaulting uh, and uh, a Republican congressional candidate. It appears to be politi- politically motivated. His name is Farzad Fazeli. Hmm. Huh. He's 35. Uh, too bad, you know, names don't give any clue to where a person might have come from or anything. Um, but he was arrested after he allegedly ta- attacked Republican Rudy Peters, who was running against incumbent Democrat Eric Swalwell for the 15th congressional seat. Now, witnesses told police that Fazeli approached Peters aggressively made disparaging, profanity-laced remarks about the Republican Party and President Trump. If this was... Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Should we put that on record? Uh, If this were someone on the right... Jeez. I know. You say it so much that it just loses loses its impact. And you just feel silly saying it. But it has to be said... If this was a Republican mm-hmm. attacking a Democrat, are you telling me CNN, MSNBC, all the networks except for Fox wouldn't be all over this? Of course they would. Law enforcement officials say that Fazelli then tried attacking Peters with a switchblade knife, but failed as the knife malfunctioned. Well, that's fortunate. Peters then reportedly engaged in a physical confrontation with him until he fled the scene. Uh, Fazelli was initially arrested on suspicion of felony assault, criminal threats, brandishing a weapon, and possession of a switchblade knife. Hmm. The attack follows months of inflammatory rhetoric by emanating who? By who? from by the, who? emanating from, yeah, of course, the Democrat Party. Wait, what? no, no, but <clears throat> okay, but like probably low-level Antifa types or something well, like people that. People like right? Senator Cory Booker. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> what's a senator? I mean. Sure. Okay, that's not so quite the top. The so I see pole. you're kind of stretching. You're but you remember picking. when he urged people to get in the face, get up in the face of congressional members? Well, this guy did. He took him up on it. Huh. 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 And he said supporters of Judge Brett Kavanaugh were complicit in evil. Well, but of course, I mean, the remarks that's... of let's say Maxine Waters, who was called for harassment of Trump administration officials. Okay. Let's make sure we show up wherever we have to show up. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd and you push back on them and you tell them that they are not welcome anymore, anywhere. Okay, but who's she? I mean, well, she's, she's like just a low-level... A U.S. congressperson, but I wouldn't worry about that. Then she doubled down on all that rhetoric saying that she threatens Trump supporters all the time. <laughs> now, again, it would be the same lack of interest from the media if yeah, oh, it yeah, had yeah, been yeah, 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 yeah. a Republican doing yeah. something similar to, let's say, mm-hmm. I don't know, their demigod Barack Obama. Yeah, if that's Rand Paul. And, oh, man. Um, <clears throat> Can you imagine? If that's Rand Paul and uh, Louis Gohmert mm-hmm. saying that about uh, Obama. Yeah. Whether he's in office or not, that is 
huge news. And it's all anybody would talk about. Until they resign. It's all anyone would talk about. So we have a Fahrenheit 11.9. Not Fahrenheit 9.11 anymore. It's Fahrenheit 11.9 because, see, that's so clever of Michael Moore to switch the numbers because that's the number. That's the day directly following the election of Donald Trump. So it's brilliant. Mm -hmm. Uh, After the trailer, MSNBC's Chris Hayes talked to Michael Moore uh, about his new movie in an interview with the producer in Flint, Michigan. And uh, it's interesting to listen to what Michael Moore really thinks might happen as a result of Trump being the president. And they kind of have this theory that he's a dictator, he's an oppressor. Anytime any of those things were said about Obama, you were the biggest conspiracy theorist, lunatic, it was absurd, what are you, a racist? That's all we heard. Listen to this between this uh, this interview between uh, Michael Moore and Chris Hayes. First, the trailer, which is brilliant. I'm sick and tired of people telling me that America is the greatest country because we can whip your. I hate some of these people, but I'd never kill them. How the did this happen? The American dream is dead. Stop resisting. The president's powers here are beyond question. Ladies and gentlemen, the last president of the United States. What? Oh, chilling. You think that? Last president of the United States? It's possible. You really think that? How? I think it's possible, absolutely. No, no it's not possible. I think that we have someone in the White House who has no respect for the rule of law, um, who dislikes democracy uh, by an incredible degree, which doesn't make him really any that much different from other billionaires or CEOs because their businesses are not democracies. They rule by fiat, they decide, they make the calls, and they don't like having anybody else having a say. They also like to take home the bulk of the money with them. So so this is putting somebody like that in charge of a democracy is a very dangerous thing. We're not a democracy. It's more dangerous with him oh, because man. he has a complete lack of ideology. He doesn't. You think it's more dangerous because he doesn't believe in anything? Absolutely. People say to me, "Well, if we impeach Trump, we'll have Pence." I go, "Great. At least he believes in something." Uh-huh. And I'm not afraid of having the debate with Pence over whether or not Adam and Eve rode on dinosaurs six thousand years ago. <laughs> you know, For the record, I don't uh, think Mike Pence believes that. But. Well, what he believes he believes that the Bible is the word, right. and that is yeah, the way. Right. And the earth the earth is right. about six thousand years Gosh. old. He also believes that if you're gay, you can be converted into being straight. I can have that debate with him, too. I believe the American public will agree with me in that debate. And we have a better chance of beating back this insanity with him than with who's currently in the White House. Because Trump's only belief system, his only ideology, is Donald J. Trump. That's what he believes in. Me, Mm. myself, and I. That's a dangerous person to have in charge of a country. So he actually believes, and is shopping the theory around, that... President Trump could be the last American president. That is just asinine. It's lunacy. If you were to have proposed it during Obama, you're a racist. I Was there ever a time when any of us, as adamantly opposed to Barack Obama as we were, was there ever a time 
we believed he could be the last president? No, wait. You, first of all, there's a system in place that prevents that. A president is not powerful enough to just overrule the Constitution on his term limit. You can't just say, okay, we're not going to have an election anymore. I'm just going to stay in office. What? How would that happen? How would that take place? And everybody would just say, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, that's, that is stupid. It's fear-mongering, too. It's fear-mongering. If you guys could just come back down to earth a little bit and get off planet, I hate Trump so badly that I've lost all reason and ability to think straight. Because, I mean, that's... And then Bible believers, should they be eliminated from office now because they believe the Bible to be the word of God? That applies to hundreds of millions of people. Just because that fat lump doesn't believe in anything spiritual, we're all supposed to share that? No, thank you. Wow. This movie, when it comes out, any idea when that hits theaters? Is it in November? For, you know, 11-9? Maybe that's <laughs> when it comes out. 11-9. I don't know. Uh, let's see here. Because oh, oh it's goodness. terrible. It's absolutely oh, terrible. It's... um. Wow, it's got some heavy distribution uh, in some of the uh, uh, XD theaters, uh, IMAX oh, yeah. and stuff. Yeah. I'll bet. It's already out now. Oh, apparently. it's out now? Looks like it, yeah. Is it really? Yeah, so uh, oh, September 20th. I'm sorry, September 20th is when it... Oh, ooh, so, we'll, so that's a week from today. We'll be getting in line. One week from today. We'll be there. Thank goodness it's not competing with Ruth Bader Ginsburg, you know, that movie, because <laughs> I would have a tough time deciding which one... Well, go see. I, I think I got to see Ruth's movie first and then go to Michael Moore because it's, so really? it's so impactful. Okay, well, whatever. The, the entire exchange own. that we're going to see that happened in Ruth's life when she was at a circuit court and just being bludgeoned by this awful, awful judge. The word woman does not appear even once in the U.S. Constitution. Nor does the word freedom. Your, Your Honor. Honor. You can't miss that powerhouse line. You've got to go to that first and then to Michael Moore's movie. And you sure? What a, what a day of fun that will be. We're Although I can't believe it's already... Oh, yeah. You you, you mistakenly said it was out already. Yeah, You're, next week. Yeah. All right. I'm dumb. Sorry. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. 933 Do we find the footage? Yeah, great video coming up from a storm that happened... Uh, Quite, quite a while back. I, this is one of my favorite moments <laughs> Maybe in the history of broadcast television. television. Yes. <laughs> in the history yeah. of television. Oh, we're not underselling this. No, I, absolutely not. If if you haven't seen it, you're going to love it. If you've seen it, you're going to love seeing it again. It's just that simple. 888-933-93. It's Pat Gray Unleashed. Gray. 
The Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Show you this footage. Uh, who's the reporter again? Michelle Kaczynski. Okay, she she's reporting on some flooding. Mm-hmm. Uh, this might have been a hurricane. I can't remember if if the cause of the flooding was a hurricane, but she it's so bad in her area that she had to get into a rowboat and do her report. <laughs> From the rowboat, uh, just to remind you, here's what that what what happened there. Michelle Kaczynski, I guess she's in the canoe, is in Wayne, New Jersey, this morning. Hey Michelle, good morning to you. Good morning. Well, obviously in we're getting canoe. a nice break from the rain, but not mm-hmm. the flooding. This is essentially now part of the Passaic River in this neighborhood. It rushed in yesterday through the streets, and it's really tough to control a canoe or a boat when you're out in it. It's much deeper back there because this Katie. is really... Actually, Michelle, I'll take it. Is there some kind of severe drop-off hey, there uh, between the foreground? We will go back. We saw these guys a second ago. Michelle walking. Are these holy men walking on top of water? What's why, going on why here? Why walk when you can ride, you guys? When you have a ride like this, why would you want to walk? Have you run ashore but, yet? Uh, Gosh, that is. Well, they could. They wouldn't let me go back into the deep water because they were classic. afraid I would just Take drift out. Here. Strange piece of video there, Michelle. <laughs> is your oar hidden brown, Michelle? <laughs> of course not. <laughs> All right, it's Michelle. It's as smooth as stone. Michelle, thank you very much. That's Michelle Kaczynski in New Jersey for us this morning. Best laid plans. That just humiliating. Uh-huh. Uh, it's humiliating. And to then them. she even rose it around, like to her backs to the camera, like I can't do this anymore. I think she's still with MSNBC. I think she's still with the company. But I love oh, how man. she goes. It's really difficult to control a boat uh, in these flood waters. And then waters. people walk by her. No, you take the paddle mm-hmm. and you stick it outside the boat, <laughs> and an inch underneath it is the ground. You can control the boat, Michelle. When the two guys walk across uh, the scene <laughs> in the camera shot, they're up to about their ankles, maybe, <laughs> not, in water. Yeah, might so... not even be that deep. Oh, it's, that's amazing. <sighs> Good times. <laughs> Broadcast history right there. Good times. And it's kind of a, an interesting reminder to see, uh, what's his face? Matt Lauer mm-hmm. on, that, on that broadcast. Yep. Uh, Wonder what he did with the rest of his day. I probably had sex with interns in his office. I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of what he's famous for. Um, and he was unsummarily dismissed without really much of a... I mean, they they supposedly did some sort of investigation, I guess. Must have found that there was something to the allegations. If I remember right, weren't his issues uh, between consenting adults? Yeah, I think so. I think so, actually. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think there were interns. I mean, was he a dog? Yeah, he, yeah, he was. Was he cheating? Cheating on his wife? Yeah, yeah, he was. But apparently, at least according to him, I think it was pretty much consensual. And Katie Couric, where the heck is she now? She on an internet broadcast? What does she do? I think she works for Yahoo News. Yeah, Yahoo. That's what it is now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, she's been around since. Short stint on CBS Evening News. Then she went to some other website. 
and now yahoo.com yahoo news looks interesting like, yeah she's still there i don't know does it say i don't care all right i'll go back and figure this out if you really want me to <sighs> yep she is she's the yahoo see the exclamation mark yeah Mm-hmm. Let's see maybe, what you that's, did. maybe that's where Trump figures out how to tweet. Yahoo! Mm-hmm. Global news anchor. Okay. Um, U.S. has now become the largest global crude oil producer, surpassing Russia and Saudi Arabia. Hmm. This is something that I, I mean, just a decade ago, I don't think anybody could imagine this happening. But because of innovation, because of technology, and some of our developments in the oil industry, we've actually been really proficient at extracting oil from shale. And we have more shale, I think in Utah, Colorado, and Wyoming, than than Saudi Arabia does have oil uh, overall. Wow, just right there, huh? Yeah. it's. I mean, it's huge reserves of oil. So, for the first time in more than two decades, in June and August, the U.S. surpassed Russia in crude oil production for the... Oh, Saudi Arabia for the first time in decades, and we surpassed Russia for the first time since February of 1999. And it now looks like we'll, we'll probably stay ahead of them. Yeah, yeah, this is, this is a... I think this might be permanent deal. this mm-hmm. time, yeah. Much of the uh, recent growth has occurred in areas like the Permian Basement Basin in uh, West Texas and New Mexico the offshore Gulf of Mexico, and the Bakken region of North Dakota and Montana. And then, of course, we do have the shale from Utah and Colorado. Hmm. So you would think our the price at the pump could go down a little bit since we've got all this oil just sitting there. <laughs> it takes the pump a long time to realize, hey, uh, we've got plenty of oil circulating here mm-hmm. in the system. Yeah. But at the least little provocation of the opposite of that, yeah. prices skyrocket. Yeah, so this is kind of what happens. I'm going to do a little chart for you here. Uh, this is high tech at the Blaze TV. So, in other words, if, um, mm-hmm. if, if you find tons of oil, you got excess uh, you know, uh, reserves, or you find more supply, mm-hmm. then over time... What you've got is this is this is the price right here. It starts here, right? Right. And it just kind of slowly reflects that that hey, look, we got more supply than we have demand, right? Mm-hmm. However, if a butterfly farts mm-hmm. off the coast of Africa, then all of a sudden, if let's hypothetically the oil price is way down here, mm-hmm. then it's up the next day like that it's because really of a true. butterfly fart. Y- yes. Oh no. <sighs> Which actually, I'm not sure if that particular oh, thing no, it's happened. No, it's totally accurate. Oh, okay. Totally accurate. That was that, sci- that is science. These are scientific graphs I just drew on the back of a dirty laptop for right, you. What I, do you mean they're not? I don't want to argue about it. No, Please, I, 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 I believe you. Okay, good. I believe you. Thank you. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, I've been wanting to get to this uh, Planned Parenthood video. In a video introducing Planned Parenthood's incoming president, Doctor Liana Wen, she says. <laughs> I love no, this. No, see, I'll let her say it. When you stop, I'm gonna let it her makes say me it. cringe. Oh. Here we go. Uh, just so you know that Planned Parenthood's in really good hands. Here's uh, Dr. Wen. I did everything I could to resuscitate her, but she died. She died because of a failure in our system. And I wanted to fight for our most vulnerable individuals on a bigger scale. 
And that's why I became the health commissioner of Baltimore. Hmm. She wanted to, let me quote this, fight for the most vulnerable among us, unquote. Wait, wouldn't that be, I don't know, the baby inside a womb? Pretty vulnerable in there. Uh, (laughs) It's just, I know, it's just plain madness. There's no way around insanity like that. Ugh. To think that they have no, they they have no self awareness though. None, to none to think, wow, that's a stupid thing to say. I shouldn't have probably. Let me rephrase said that. that. No, yeah. not at all. No, not 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 necessary. It, it's a lot like the Kamala Harris line when she was talking about fighting for children uh, at the border when she fights so hard to kill children in the womb. No self-awareness there either. Nope. When they say they're all about children and we're, we Republicans don't care about your children, but Democrats do. But that's, so that's why you support the slaughter of 60 million of them to continue? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Madness, man. 888 thirty three ninety three. Um, also, Ben Sass was CNN's uh, Jake Tapper about ethics, ethics reform, and a big package that would require presidential candidates to release their tax returns. Everybody wants to see Donald Trump's tax returns, which I, I wouldn't mind seeing him either because I've got my suspicions on his on his income. You think he's still writing off the uh, USF? The USFL. <laughs> <still writing> <laughs> how long can I? I how long can I get? I don't know, but it'd be fun to see, wouldn't it? <laughs> He says uh, politicians talk about it during elections, but they're not actually serious about draining the swamp. Here's Ben Sass. Every election cycle, people talk a lot about draining the swamp, and then nobody ever does it. It's a campaign issue and a governance issue. Nobody's making progress, and the American people have more and more distrust of the city. So I think there are things about the tax returns provision that has been a norm of American politics for decades. Yes, yeah, wasn't followed. Ford or something. Yeah, it's never been a law, but everybody's always them. done it. Uh, this is the first time it hasn't happened. The president said he would release them once he got to the election and got the nomination, and then once he got elected, and then he said the people had lost interest. I think there's a lot of distrust. We should release mm-hmm. them. But on the other side of the aisle. There are going to be a bunch of Democrats probably frustrated as well, but Hillary Clinton as Secretary of State had lots of public trust responsibilities, and she has family members out there making speeches for six figures and enriching the Clinton Foundation at the same time. There's just a lot we need to do to, to drain this swamp and to tackle the culture of corruption that's in Washington, D.C., because mm-hmm. public distrust is only going to get worse. Uh, he's fantastic. Every time I see that guy, I like him better. Every time. Uh, he'll disappoint us somewhere along the line, I'm no, sure. No, shush, man. <laughs> you know, that's just how it goes, though, isn't it? I know, but... Just when you start to love a politician and, and really believe in him and think, yeah, this guy should run for, for president, they slap you down. Yeah, he had a 10-minute uh, uh, civics lesson at the oh, Kavanaugh that was unbelievable. last I, week, and I made my kids watch that. Oh, so good. Did they love it? I'll bet they loved it. Hey, Daddy, can we watch that Ben Sass video again? Have you heard that every day since? <laughs> Every day since, Pat. Actually, I'm such a nerd that I emailed it to you. Then I texted yes, you, you to did. tell you to look for I it. I know. And, and or I, actually, I called you. Uh, and you, of course, mm-hmm. didn't answer. 
And I was like, man, it's a long weekend. Mm. I want to make sure he sees this. He's in his inbox. You know, he doesn't respond, blah, blah, blah. So then mm-hmm. I called Jackie. She didn't answer. So then I texted you, never heard back, and it broke my heart when I came in here on the Monday. And did I tell you about how yet. much I hate conversations? Did I Did I mention that at the beginning of the, stru- the show? Of the show? That's yeah, cool to okay. bring that up. Uh, yeah. Appreciate <laughs> and it. it's not just grocery store clerks that I don't like to talk to? Yeah. Anybody else come to mind? <laughs> or is this just something you're just generically throwing out there? No, it's just more of a generic statement. You know what I mean? Well, why'd you look right at me and then stare a hole through my head when you said I don't know. I don't know. It was a weird anyway, tick. But, but you, did get to, you did get to watch that. I did watch. That I watched man, a lot of it. He I, gave a civics lesson in the middle yeah. of the Kavanaugh hearings. So good. Amazing. So good. You got to watch it. We'll tweet it out at Pat Unleashed. It was a little more of a civics lesson than Senator Chris Coons gave when he was telling Chuck Todd that harassment of Republican senators over this whole Kavanaugh uh, nomination is justified. Here's what he said. It seems that the extreme tactics being used, I, I, I'm sure you get that there's a lot of passion. What do you make of them? Yes. Now, there is a huge amount of passion, as um, I think the whole country saw. Dozens of people were arrested in the course mm-hmm. of the hearings. Um, all of our mm-hmm. offices have gotten um, hundreds, if not thousands, of calls, uh, many on it, a daily basis. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's uh, well justified because of the level of well, fear, of concern, of anxiety, uh, both about the unpredictable behavior of our president um, and the ways in which the Supreme Court may very well shift to a conservative majority uh, for years or decades to come. Let's hope so. But it's well justified because Brett Kavanaugh, they think, might favor overturning Roe v. Wade. He's never said that, to my knowledge. They can't find anything where he even confirms that suspicion. In fact, the comments that I've seen him make sort of confirm the opposite, that he thinks it's not only settled precedent, but there's precedent upon precedent not to overturn it. These guys are just hysterical and out of control and completely unhinged. 888-933-93. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up here. This is Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. returns on the blaze radio network it's amazing how frightened the democrats are the fear mongering involved in over this brett kavanaugh nomination the guy's moderate (laughs) this is the best nomination the left could possibly expect under a republican administration he didn't by any stretch of the imagination go with the most conservative person not at all There were three or four on that list, five, maybe six on that list that were more conservative than Kavanaugh. Demonstrably more conservative. And yet, they're all hysterical over this. And you know they're all going to vote in lockstep against it. So bad that uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was just being interviewed uh, in front of an audience about how bad and how partisan this process is now. Uh, President Clinton nominated you uh, in June of 1993, Mm -hmm. and you were confirmed by the Senate two months later by a vote of 96 to 3. Which is inconceivable. 
I keep using that word. I don't think it means what I think it means. But you imagine somebody as outrageously liberal and progressive as Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who doesn't even consider our Constitution worthwhile, and that's what she's supposed to be basing all of her decisions on. She, that person, was confirmed 96 to 3. Uh, I might add that the National Asian Pacific American Bar Association was pleased to support your nomination. He's obviously Asian American. Ah, that's wonderful. Good. How would you compare the process that you went through with what's going on today in that process? She's got her head down at this point. Looks like she's asleep, but she's going to surprise you here. The way it was was right. The way it was was right. Yeah. The way it is. The way it is is wrong. Is wrong. Nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah. Enough said there, Pumpkin. Thank you. Mic drop from RG. Whoa. RBG. RBG. Thank you. I just said this. Yeah. But wow, there she is again, just body slamming an issue. Is it too late to kind of wedge that into the final cut for the movie? (laughs) I hope not, because it should be. Is excellent. So let me see if I got this right. The way it was, was right. Right. The way it is now is wrong. 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 Okay. I, I mean, I can't. I, I, is there's a, so much there that well, it's, I, so it's hard to remember exactly, but I think, well, that, I mean, I think that's it. Obviously, she's a Supreme Court justice. She's talking down to us a little bit there. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Yes. Yay. Oh, the atmosphere. Here we go. 93. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. What? Truly bipartisan. Was, the bo- wait, the atmosphere in 1993 was truly bipartisan. Oh, come on. No, it wasn't. You got a short memory if you think it was bipartisan in 1993. That's bullcrap. That bull was crap. the year that Hillary tried to force socialized medicine down our throat. Uh-huh. Nice try. Mm-hmm. On my... Confirmation was ninety six. Yeah, we already established that. He mentioned that. I think you were sleeping. Even though I had spent about Mm. ten years of my life, Uh, get this, a litigating case. So she's saying, I was, I was confirmed by a vote of ninety six to three. Even though is under the auspices of the ACLU board, uh, ACLU, and I was Mm -hmm. on the ACLU board and one of their general counsel yeah so extreme she's on the aclu general counsel board (laughs) okay she's an attorney for the aclu Mm -hmm. and yet they confirmed her anyway wow that's i mean that's nuts that's nuts that's not bipartisan that's just crazy um but you know, just to quickly remind you of some of the, her other powerful statements that she's made in the past, because oh. she's full of them. Okay. Like this one, again, one. just one. to remind you, so you can write this down in your, I don't, maybe even put it in your journals and diaries today so that you can look back on this powerful, powerful statement and remember exactly how she put it, because it's really complicated. But the way it was is right. The way it is now uh, 
is wrong. Is is wrong? Wrong. Okay. So, and then, you know, you think about this with the judge just bearing down on her. Obviously a hateful, bigoted, sexist man. The word woman does not appear even once not in once. the U.S. Constitution. Nor does, Nor does the word freedom. freedom. Your, Your Honor. Honor. That one is seared, seared into our minds now. I mean, I hate to, maybe I should know my place. Yeah, You're not going to challenge a Supreme Court justice, right? I tell mean, me, tell me you're not going to do that. I mean, it's right, it's right. What word is that? I, look, I'm sorry. It's not my place. I got it to call out. Okay, well, we're looking at the first something called the fir, the Amendment 1. I don't know what it is. I just know it's in that book. I think that's the Constitution, what she's talking about. Here it says the free freedom. Okay, so it's not. It's not freedom. That's not the same word. So Okay, sorry. Yeah, she, she, don't, don't challenge her. She knows what she's doing. Uh, you think, thank you for saving me from a potentially it's, disassastrously embarrassing fret moment. Adam fret is Adam. nothing like freedom. So for Adam. Okay. My bad. Uh, University of Boulder, Colorado. Well, it's the University of Colorado in Boulder, so I don't know why they specified that. It's just the University of Colorado. Sure. Uh, They've removed, speaking of which, isn't that the team, who did they play uh, last weekend? Oh, that's Uh, cute. I see what you're doing. uh, Oh, they played. I don't think they played Hmm. last week. Was it a team in the Midwest? Colors are red. Big N. Looks like a Netflix logo. They beat them. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. Anyway, uh, U- University of Colorado has removed the term illegal aliens from its library catalog in favor of, quote, more ethical subject headings, unquote, to foster an inclusive atmosphere. Okay. Library subject headings are used to help researchers find relevant material by using certain keywords. Now at UC, student researchers can use terms like non citizen. And undocumented immigrants to find documents that previously were only identified by the legal designation illegal alien. Well, that's sweet. The library, uh, which changed 5,367 records. Why don't we just rewrite rewrite history completely now? Why don't we just do that? Just put a team of progressives to just change all history to suit their needs. Change in the language, aren't they? Wow. They've opted for more ethical subject headings rather than the problematic phrase in an effort to foster diversity and inclusion. The change is part of the university's library's strategic plan, which seeks to provide services, spaces, and collections that foster belonging, curiosity, openness, discovery, creativity, and reflection. (laughs) Why don't you just, you know, foster learning? Why don't you just teach kids what's really happening in the world? It's too easy, man. They want to challenge. Oh, they my want to change the world. Gosh, well, they have. I mean, they've. Mm-hmm. You know, the university system has succeeded in their plan to make the kids as different from the parents as they possibly can. I think we're pretty well there. Oh yes. All right. We'll see you on the news and why it matters later on this afternoon, five thirty uh, Eastern, and back here on Pat Gray Unleashed tomorrow. Oh, and don't forget, more on trivia tomorrow, top of hour two. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.